Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? What are you doing? Oh, oh man. Woo. Welcome into the show. What's up, Sores? How you doing? How you doing? What's going on, chat? Welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast here to deliver the final verdict and offer final deliberation on Lower Decks Part 2, Part 2, as we close the book on October and begin to look forward to the buzz that is surrounding the last two months of this year. I am your host, Ultimate DJs, welcoming you in, uh, welcoming you in to a Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it in the chat. Let me know where you are from, what server you hail from, and uh, let's find out who all is here to enjoy each other's company here today. Iron Chef kicking us off from server 14. Aloha, Captain Q on 57, Zandies on server 12, Noonwist on 29, thank you Velvet Thunder on European 137, Chaos on 26, King Kirky on European 181, Dr. Juby on 61, Pirate Yar on 34, what's up? Spectre on server 11, Mud 2 on server 24, Aquila Hawk on server 21, Sora is on 157, Bad Boy on 13, welcome in to the show, Felonia Squirrel on 9, Captain Johnny Walker on server 12, Dark Menace on European 140, Jace on 44, Bad Boy on 13, uh, what's up, Quasal on 184, Lord is Garen on 48, uh, no, 49, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes on 27, and Alicia on server 701, dude, you got one of the new servers, you got one of the 700 servers, that's crazy. I didn't know if those were real or not. <laughs> I didn't know. Hey, what's going on? Um, oh boy. Is uh, there a new servers? Yes, there are new servers and they start with the number 700. I didn't know if they were real or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. Uh, Og Pyrosapien. Og, Og Pyrosapien. Welcome in as a first time chatter. Sharp Chosen Man, good evening to you. Welcome in as a first time chatter as well. 155 additional messages in the Talking Trek server sound off. 290 people in the live studio audience. Welcome in, one and all. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome in to the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and hello. Uh, glad you guys are doing wonderful today. Eric says, we need more Beck music. That could be coming. Um, Bubba, I know it, would, it got late last night, and uh, you weren't able to stay up and watch the end of the show. But if you haven't watched the end of yesterday's uh, Twitch broadcast, where Beck and I were collaborating on uh, a fundraising effort that we're working on, Beck did actually offer um, a little bit of additional music to the community if we hit certain goals, Bubba Joe. It was actually... As a matter of fact, she had one. She let me play a snippet. She let me play a little bit of a teaser to the community uh, last night uh, just to kind of let you guys know that it was already done and uh, and that it was it was ready to go. So when you guys hit the goal, then we're going to be there. Uh, it was absolutely uh, incredible. So, uh, Bubba, did you get to hear about that part yet? Have you heard? Actually, no, you have heard this because it was the Christmas gift that Ripper and Beck worked on for uh, for us yes. last year. So you got to hear this. I yeah. have heard that. She offered it to the public. She did. She offered it. She offered Wait. it. Yes. Wait. 
I Wait. know. I was surprised as well. Is this is this a 14 floor stretch goal or is this like a realistic one? I mean, I feel like it's realistic. Uh, we have. Okay. I feel like it's realistic. We're we're. I tell you what. I believe. What was it? Was it 25 or 30? It was 25. So Bubba, at this point, we're less than five thousand dollars away from that goal. And then she set another goal at thirty thousand dollars that she would actually <laughs> she would actually sing a duet with me. Uh, which can be magical or disastrous, no matter how you want to look at that. I mean, it's probably going to be both. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. A brand new duet uh, at 30000 So, uh, yeah, she she was definitely uh, laying down some big-time goals for you guys last night. So very, very excited about that. Really looking forward to, uh, to working on that over the next 30 days with you guys. And uh, hope that uh, you guys get to consume all the content and really kind of see what's going on with that so that you guys can uh, be a part of that. Bubba Joe, good afternoon to you. Appreciate you. Welcome into the stage. How are you today, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, partner, co-host, brother from another mother, uh, Bubba Joe is here. How you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm channeling my pure gross cash can, and I'm eh. <laughs> meh. All right. Uh, you know, listen, not a whole lot to be meh about today. I don't know. I might just be feeling. I might just be feeling well rested. Uh, Bubba Joe called and woke me up and got me out of bed like afternoon today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh god. And, and, god, and god. what did I tell you that that it, you I, had already, I'd already been, been at, up for like six, yeah. I'd already been at work for 6 hours. Yeah, you had already been at work for 6 hours uh by the time that I actually opened my opened my sleepy eyes. So, uh there was that <laughs> I know. Listen, it's my day off. Wednesday's my day off and I typically work late. I also meet with Fred on Wednesdays and that's usually later in the evening. Like my Wednesday is still a long day. It just starts later. All right. It's still a long day. It just starts later. I've got meetings with Scopely this evening, actually, because they we weren't able to do it this morning. So I've got a meeting. I think it's like it's like seven o'clock my time. That's how late it is. So 7 p.m. my time uh, that I've got a meeting with, you uh, with Scopely. The meeting? No, 7 p.m. my what? time. No, no, but was it supposed to be in the morning? Oh, no. Like, nah, I'm not <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, the, no, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be this morning. And no, it's not about it's not about the new arc. Um, yeah, really crazy enough, aside from what I already know, which I've kind of already hinted at a little bit, I don't really have much for you with regards to the new arc. Um, sorry about that. I don't uh, I don't have a whole lot there. But what I do know is that the meeting that I've got tonight is also not even for that. I think that makes it relatively clear, especially, Bubba, if you look at the calendar, if you look at the calendar, I'm not I, I think Putz even called this a couple of months ago. You and Putz were looking at the calendar and you're like, yeah, I think we're going to have one more of those two week breaks uh, and it's going to happen between October and November. Putz called this. I don't think I don't think we have an arc starting on Tuesday, the 31st. If they did. That would be the first time ever in the history of this game that they started another arc uh, during the previous month. Through next week? Oh, did they? Well, let's take a look here. Uh, oh, yeah, they sure did. So they've already told us. All right. So we got Mega Cube going on now. Uh, Crucible of War starting tomorrow. Then a Halloween event that's going on for 48 hours. And then five days of Faction Hunt, which you know what? 
I I could be fussy about that, but I'm going to choose not to because that's a lot of officer XP. Uh, I could I could use that right now. That's that's a lot of ultra shards. A lot of ultra shards. A lot of XP. A lot of um, you know, getting ships ready for the scrapper. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I don't think I'm too fussy about that. I mean, it's a lot of grinding. All right, it's a lot of grinding. But we've. I feel like there has been a really distinct polarization in the community this month when it comes to grinding versus monetization. Even the comments on the last podcast and on the YouTube video, Bubba Joe, really kind of came out in full force. Like they were either staunchly, you know, Team Bubba or Team DJs this past month. Uh, there really is no middle ground when it comes to our reaction to some of the monetization features this month. And so I would like to Which talk about that a little bit. Kind of funny since we're not actually that far opposed. We're really not. We're really not. But it, but there are a few <laughs> a few little subtle points that really kind of drive yes. that dagger in uh, and and into the divide, if you will. So we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, and prepare to issue our final verdicts today. That being said, Andalicia has asked in the chat, are they going to do incursions? Is there going to be an incursion store? Are we having anything at all to do with incursions? I have asked that question, and I have been told that we haven't said that we're not. All right? So that is all I know at this point. We haven't said that we're not. All right? Um, I wonder, Bubba, obviously not reading between I the lines, heard. but I, I wonder if they will. I heard we're getting an 18-hour incursion. What? 18 <laughs> Are you being silly or are you actually being for real? <laughs> I'm actually being for real. Wait, what? Why? Why would it, why would it be 18 hours? Because it's going to conflict with something important. Thinking. What? Maintenance? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. That was a lucky guess. You think it's going to conflict with maintenance? Yes. You think they're going to do incursions right on up to maintenance? what i've heard huh okay. all rumor and speculation all rumor and speculation i guess we'll i guess we'll find out i have no idea they that's right that, that is true pounds they haven't said that they won't but they also haven't said that they will either and bubba joe is talking about what they have talked about uh with the schedule bubba is that what you're implying that there is nothing on the schedule for november the 6th which would be yes yeah but guys 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 Incursions is never a 24-hour event. It's a 72-hour series for the various servers, all right? So I, I don't – do you honestly think that it's a good idea to launch the entire world on Incursions on the same calendar day? I am not expecting that. All right, now it could be. I think that Scopely is, is getting a little cocky, <laughs> and they think they can run all three zones at the same time. Now I know he's being silly. All right, uh, now I know you're being silly. That they're uh, being cocky? No, I'm, I'm 100% serious about that. Whether they're going to compress this down to a one-day event, oh, God. I, I could not fathom that they would attempt that. But I can't either. All right, there's, Who knows? Oh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, we will try to keep that uh, keep that information to you as uh, frequently and as up to date as we possibly can. Uh, before we get we'll try started, to get you that information at least no more than five minutes after it starts. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of information, after it came out, 
Uh, I was working with Echo earlier today. You guys may see that the uh, Mega Cube rebate event is back. So uh, that was not there at launch. You know, Bubba, that actually happened once before. If you recall, that happened probably close to a year ago. And, and then they brought it back kind of mid-event. It was an hour too late after we raised all kinds of heck. Uh, and they brought it back. It, it does make me wonder if they're trying to, to inch away from that. But I don't understand why we would, you know, to be, to be truthful. Do you want to talk about this now or do you want to do stupid news first? Oh, do you want to do the news? You have news today? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, live I, from all across. I don't, I, if we start talking about this now, because I think this is something to talk about, we're not going to do the news. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the stupid news. Stupid news. You heard it. Bubba Joe said he wanted the news. He wanted the news. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here, Bubba Joe. Yes. You know, I am not at all pleased with the weather reports that I see coming up in the news, okay? Bubba Joe, like, I mean, I know I know it's almost November, but honestly, it's been kind of an unseasonably warm fall, at least in my area. Like, today, no lie, today it is 76 degrees outside, okay? So, I guess I haven't really, like, accepted the fact that there's snow coming, but the first significant winter storm of the season is projected early next week and could dump as much as 12 inches of snow across the northern Rockies. There's going to be so much powder uh, over there. You're going to think you're in a Miami nightclub. <laughs> uh, be careful. No, seriously, just be careful if you're out there in the in the uh, in the Rockies. Wait, chaos. You already have snow. Where are you from? Are you from Colorado? Is it already happening there for you? Because it is 76 where I am today. Which is insane. Oh, you're in Canada. Wow, Canada's already got snow. Look at that, Bubba Joe. That's at least like three, four inches of snow on the ground up there. <laughs> uh, in other... I, know, ugh, I, I like I like snow, but to play in it. I don't like to have to deal with it. I don't like driving in it. I don't like having to work in it. it I don't like, you know... But I like playing in it. <laughs> I like playing in it. Um, let's see. Category 4 Hurricane Storm Norma has weakened yet again uh, in other weather-related exciting news, Bubba Joe, to become a tropical depression after strengthening slightly and dumping heavy rain as it moved into mainland Mexico uh, yesterday. It started as a Category 4 hurricane. Norma came ashore this weekend as a Category 1 near the Pacific Resort of Los Cobos, uh, Cabos at the southern tip of Mexico's Baja California Peninsula. Hurricane season, though, thankfully almost over which is great then, Bubba Joe, so that we can all go back to being scared of Mexico for the usual reasons, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, we're talking about hurricanes. Yeah. I thought we were talking about someone's in-laws. I, I wasn't certain. Aha! I... Got it, got him right there. Got him! A new report claims that the Mirage in Las Vegas once offered Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal $20 million each to fight each other, but apparently, allegedly, Bubba Joe Seagal turned it down because he doesn't do any fighting unless it's terribly poor, uh, choreographed, all right? <laughs> nope, won't do it. Can't do it. Oh, shoppers at an Alaska grocery store witnessed an unusual scene this past week when a bear cub wandered in to peruse the produce aisle. Nobody was scared, though, Bubba Joe, because just like any other Chicago cub, he didn't really pose that much of a threat. 
Wow. <laughs> Just want to say, for the record, and in no uncertain terms, bears are scary. <laughs> they are. They're very. There are people that think they're not, and I it, it terrifies me. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, oh, this is great. While I'm giving offensive news stories, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Bubba Joe, has returned to theaters to celebrate its 30th anniversary. Isn't that amazing? 30 years since that uh, that movie came out, uh, which makes the movie officially a millennial. So some people are surprised it's actually showing up in theaters again. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it's showing up to work. It's amazing. Oh, I thought that was just a, an, a, a statement on Millennials not going to movie theaters and they do streaming instead. Oh, no, it was much worse than that. It was much okay. worse than that. <laughs> oh, let's see. Ben Affleck uh, in our final story today was photographed handing a valet worker $100, Bubba Joe, after enjoying lunch with his daughter, uh, Serafina, and his stepchild, Emmy. Uh, this was an unusual sight, though, said witnesses, because normally he's only handing cash like that to the cashier at a liquor store. Uh, <laughs> That's not nearly as dark as I thought that was going to go. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm in a weird, funny place today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap that up and head on over to the sports desk with Bubba Joe. What's going on, Bubba Joe? What's going on in the world of sports? Well, I just want you to know that when I heard about this story. My mind went immediately to this joke, so I'm really glad this came across <laughs> my desk. Let's see how many people in the chat can get it as I start. Oh, God. In the NFL, the New Orleans Saints wide receiver, Chris Olave. This is a, this is a young, up-and-coming, second-year wide receiver. Chris mm. Olave was recently arrested on suspicion of reckless operation of a motor vehicle. First, I want to understand, how are you suspicious of reckless operation? Like, can't you tell they were being reckless? What is the suspicion <laughs> yeah. of reckless we operation? We only think you that were you were. Or yeah. you were not. We only think that you were. <laughs> However, this is the worst thing to happen to the New Orleans States that involves a car since they signed quarterback Derek Carr. Ladies and gentlemen, it is sports with Bubba Joe. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is your stupid news. Uh, can we get, uh, okay. I was told by Beck last night that the proper terminology is dubs in chat. Can I get some dubs in chat for the stupid news today? And Bubba Joe's sports story. Look, let's see. I'm using the young people words. Dubs, dubs. in chat, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, I have no, I, I think it means, okay. So I think it's a W. All right, a dub is a W, which stands for winning. Is that right? Or win? Is that what it is, young people? All right. <laughs> there's, that... there's a live picture of uh, DJ right now. Uh-huh. Yes, that's it. Thank you, Captain Planet. Appreciate that very much. Yes, Sugar Fat Man says that's exactly right, DJs, you no, no. young soul. No, no, I was about the Jonathan Ingram one. Uh, wait, what was <laughs> which one was his? You know, I don't. Uh, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> He's got some good moves. He's got some good moves. I'll take that. 
<laughs> Here, this is uh, what Jonathan Ingram is is throwing up. I'll put it, uh, or maybe somebody can put it in the graphics room for me. My copy and paste isn't working here. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Jonathan Ingram, for that. Oh, I think I got the link. Okay, I'll throw it in there for you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I got some moves. I got some moves. It's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. Welcome into the show, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome you guys into uh, the final episode uh, that we are going to be talking about Lower Decks, part two, part two. Uh, by the way, was this part two, part two, or part two, part three? Part two. Part two, part two. Part two, part two. Somebody confused me in the chat, and I was like, wait, did I miss a whole month? Which, by the way, is totally possible. All right? That would be totally possible as much as I've actually paid attention. Uh, but we are going to issue final ratings on that. Before we do, though, Bubba Joe, let's circle back and touch on this Borg Mega Cube event very quickly, because you've got some commentary on that. I will tell you, I'm not entirely sure why it was forgotten about, but I know that uh, Stewie was very active in the chat. He brought it up first, I think, today, and just said, hey, you know, what's going on with the Megacube event? Uh, the Megacube rebate event is what we're calling it. Uh, what's going on with that? Can we can we try to get something like that worked out? So Stewie was on top of that today. Um, and then I kind of followed back up and said, you know, uh, and this was shortly after they turned it back on because they did. Okay, they turned it back in, and and let me just say, Bubba, ordinarily, ordinarily, I would be grateful that they turned it back on. After all, it's just free stuff, right? I would be happy that they turned it back on, but it was down for like two and a half hours, right? And and I mean, people probably spent some MegaCube directives during that time. So I came back and I and I said, thank you very much for turning this back on. I really do appreciate it. And it may be asking too much, but I'm not doing my job if I didn't ask if you were willing to send out 10 Megacube directives in a comp for those who have already spent 10 while the event was down. They responded back that they are looking into it and, uh, and will get back to me here shortly. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to offer you guys some news while we are live on the air. Because I did see some people asking about that in the chat, Bubba Joe. I, and while it is a part of that self-sustaining loop, you know what I'm saying? It is a part of that self-sustaining loop. So that's why it's important. You know, it's a part of that loop that that carries you from Borg event to Borg event. On the other hand, Baba Joe, we've seen this one time in the last 11 months. Is it retired content? Was it necessary well, today? So let's let's talk about that. So previously, uh, the Mega Cube... <clears throat> Uh, the final day of the event was all about running Mega Cubes and Borg Armadas. Mm -hmm. And so they made another change for this run of the event that I think is positive. I absolutely agree with you. They did change so, the scoring to be relevant, so to speak. And and because of that change, and so, for example, I don't even score off of doing a Mega Cube. Mm -hmm. Wait, you don't? There's no points for that? Not in my Milestone event. Oh, well, hang on a second. Let me just take a look. Uh, so there's the rebate event that came back on. Uh, it's, what is it called? Spheres Attack? Oh, me either. Well, then I could get the heck on out of Megacube space. So they scaled this by ops then. Because there's a lot of people that are still doing Megacubes Correct. on my server and right so now. So there is a ops group that is still getting that, 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 that their event is not focused on the solo armadas. You do, and people are in the chat are correct. You do get points in the solo leaderboard and the alliance leaderboard for doing mega cubes. That's true. Mm -hmm. But the SMS is not necessarily going to be that. So if you are at an ops range that is 
shall we say, beyond the intent of the Mega Cube, then they're not asking you to go do something that is beneath what it you would now. Now, we still get useful benefits from the Mega Cube. You still get those uh, activated um, nanos so that you can upgrade your Borg, and it's important, and that's good. But you're no longer being forced to do something that is beneath what you're really intended to be doing at your ops level. So I think this is a positive change. Now, do I like the idea of getting the rebit of the Mega Cube? Yeah, but I don't actually have to earn a Mega Cube at all. Yeah. Well, and and to be honest with you, like I said, this wasn't a massive, massive uh, sticky point for me. Like, I wasn't going to spend actual ammunition on this one, Bubba Joe. But I did ask for the comp to go out. But I got to be honest with you, that was also assuming that we still had that old SMS that required a certain combination of Borg directives and Megacube directives in order to complete the SMS. The fact that this SMS has now been restructured to allow for Borg solos and or expansion cubes, I think really, listen, I'm never going to say don't give us more free stuff, but that does kind of alleviate the need for a comp on that particular event. Now, if Correct. if there was to be a comp, it's not event-driven. It's literally at this point just, hey, because we had a technical glitch or and or we changed the event mid-stride. Right. If we change the event, uh, event mid stride, then we should kind of make it, you know, uh, we should kind of make it level for everybody. So I would still ask for uh, the comp there. But I really I'm just not feeling like this is a super, super urgent one. Now, I'm reading in the chat that uh, it's Ops 40 plus that has the upgraded SMS for Borg Spheres attack. So what would that be? Thirty nine and down then has the traditional model. So I should probably look then at stfc.space and just see, Bubba Joe, do they still need the Mega Cube directives in order to finish that event? Because if they do, then it remains, I don't know, I can't use stfc.space because 100% of events are missing translation. Oh, right. It's amazing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? It could be 35 plus. It could be 39 down. I don't know because the entire language is in a, the entire website's in a different language. Okay. So, um, and, and, and that's just it medic. I, I want to make sure that the event doesn't need that for you guys down there, because like I said, I've already asked for the comp and I still think that they, will hopefully come through with something like that. But I want to make sure, I do want to make sure that it is, um, that it is not being forgotten about, that you guys may need that for your event. Because if you go back and watch our Megacube video from two years ago, Bubba Joe, those Megacube directives were vitally important to the completion of this meta. You know, uh, at least they alleviated the pressure, right? You could do it with normal Borg directives, but it required perfection. Do you guys remember? It required perfection. You could not fail. You could not miss an event because you needed all of the directives that you could win through the events. All right, there was a lot happening there. Not only that, there could be interpretation, Bubba Joe, for a slight reduction of the rewards. I know some people were a little bit fussy about this, that yesterday's solo leaderboard actually removed a very healthy number of officer shards. If you recall, 4 of 11 and 11 of 11 have been very well-sourced through this, and I say well-sourced if you can 
call it that for an event that only runs twice a year. But that solo leaderboard also removed all those officer shards. And I was kind of curious about that. This is an interesting reiteration because when you're dealing with content that's this old, Bubba Joe, I would have probably seen logic and or reason to just dumping a little bit more into it, making it easier over time, which is what they've said that they, they like to try to do. This content now is, is three, almost four years old, and it seems to me like this is not something that should be gatekept quite so hard. I mean, if we were offering you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of four of 11 shards in it last time, why were those removed? The scoring metrics are an improvement. I don't disagree, but why would we have changed the event reward structure of the events in a negative fashion moving forward. What are your thoughts on that? Um, hmm, good question. I don't know. I think uh, this is a good point. Graduated. He is in transporter patterns now. Um, I don't know that I, I, it's hard for me to say like my four of 11 is easily sourced between the board between for people that are of 35 plus yes. between the that's the between caveat. the solos and transporter patterns he's easily sourced and so i'm not overly upset that they removed that um but i can see where people that are not at that level but again they weren't competing in this event anyway i don't know dj i'm a little i'm a little conflicted i i, I understand the point you're trying to make but i'm not i'm not overly tore up about this but that that may just be my perspective. Well, I, I do want to be careful with the term easily sourced, okay? Because easily sourced requires farming of transporter patterns, which is not exactly an Ops 25 thing, all right? I mean, it can be, but they've got so many other uses for faction credits at those levels. So I, I hesitate on calling it easily sourced. Okay, but, I mean, I, I can't tell you the last time I didn't get a 4 of 11 shard from... A Borg One chest. of the Borg chests. Yeah, but those are 40 plus too, you know? I, I think we we just have to kind of be careful and, and remember that even though, and, and listen, I'm guilty of this as well, even though we refer to this as dated content, the fact that they took time to refresh this event probably indicates that there are a great number of players probably coming through these late 20s, early 30s section of content where the Mega Cube may be relevant for them at this time. So I I wonder about decelerating. So, you know, I wonder so about slowing down what, that path instead of speeding it up. Yeah, so maybe what needs to happen is that they need to, and this is something that Scopely has been really bad at over the years, but something I think that I'm hoping they can improve upon, and that is being mindful of the bracketing. So if you're going to have an event and you're already going to have events that are sub four, you know, say 35 to 42, you're going to have a couple of brackets in there and then 42 to something else, the same event, but different milestones and different awards and be unique about that, right? Yeah. Say, hey, we get it. You're at this stage of the game. You probably don't need as many shards of this officer because of X, Y, or Z reason. So we're going to change this to a chest draw or something else. And for the people that are earlier on in the content, which would be more aligned with where we were when this content originally launched, maybe those people get the original four of 11 shards because they're at a point in their game where they actually don't have access to those. 
Yeah, and and I think that that's a fair thing. And Adam Rambles points out, you know, DJs, you were surprised here six months ago about that 6% stat. And that's funny because Bubba and I were just talking about that, what, yesterday or the day before about this whole 6% thing uh, because there probably are more people coming through this content at this particular time than what we may have expected there to be. That being said, um, they did restructure this event, and I'm not unhappy about it. Uh, it's also not something that I'm going to be throwing pitchforks over. I do think that we could suggest a little bit of a tweak. Like I always am going to, you know, be for advancing older content and accelerating older content and newer players through that content to try to close that gap. If for no other reason, Bubba Joe, it makes their job easier. You know, when you're designing a game for a player that's been in the game one year versus five years, they have very, very different objectives extremely different goals and play styles in this game. And it can be really hard to create content that appeals to both an Ops 60 and an Ops 25. We've talked about that I, in the past. We it's, have talked about that, and I completely agree. It's one of the reasons that an expansion of Ops levels is a bad idea. Yeah, um, because they haven't because closed that up yet. Because a, they haven't done a very good job of adapting content to the range of Ops levels that they have now opening up more levels is not going to make that problem any easier. No, no, it certainly won't, especially if, you know, there are, you know, whatever changes that come, whatever new features that develop with G6, it's going to be uh, most likely something, Bubba Joe, that players, even myself at Ops 55, which is advanced, I would I would say, in this game, but much less a 35 or a 40. I they're just agree. not going to get to play. Stage. Just, thank you. <laughs> My hip. But they're not going to be able to play. <laughs> All right, so whatever content. And by the way, I fully, fully endorse that the G6 players get something for them. I am not saying anything to the contrary. You guys need content just as much as anybody else in the game. But this is where Scopely has kind of painted themselves into a corner where they have to, you know, develop three different video games for one video game. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody has something different to do. And this was an opportunity, I feel, for them to have really kind of maybe begun to sunset that you know, Bubba, you said this the other day, and I didn't quite 100% agree with you, but there are scenarios in which it can work, right? And I believe Megacube is one of those that could begin to start looking at a sunset on it, all right? Because even newer players, I don't think, are struggling as much with the Megacube as maybe we did when it kind of when it kind of came out. So I well, think this is something that I don't think the Megacube that, is a sun I don't think it is uh as as hard as it was when it came out. Right. But I think it is still one of the best ways to source uh probes even with the the new refinery from the Talios. Really? Well, you got to think if you're if you're with a Tally, you're probably beyond the Megacube content. To be, to be honest, Agreed. so we're looking at players who are still working on progressing the Vidar. Um, and so active nanoprobes, I guess, could be important. I feel like they they are I feel like they're more available today, especially with away teams assignments. If you if you invest in those. So I don't know. It, it does feel to me like this content is due not just for a rewrite of the event, but either an expansion or. Uh, or sunset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I appreciate what they did with the event. I would have appreciated uh, acceleration with those event rewards, but I do appreciate the fact that they gave 
uh, a little bit more relevant content for some uh, elder players to do and still relevant content for younger players to do and just, you know, wasn't enough, you know, and I'm not trying to complain. So, I'm really not. I, I appreciate what they you, did with it, but, I, I, you know, let I'm, me ask you a question. A little DJ. bit more. Yeah. Are you ha, have you maxed all of your Borg officers? No. Outside of the ones that you can't max, obviously, like the queen and um, that are just they're just not very accessible. I so mean, I, you know. I, I honestly haven't looked. If you if I took a second to actually look, Bubba, I would say that I probably could. Anybody that I have shards for. I probably could, uh, but but I I don't know. All right, so uh, if I just take a look, like that one's, let me just take a quick peek here and see how many I have that are not tier five. So Dayzok, but but he's shard limited. So what what are you asking me? How many officers can I promote? But I'm waiting on active probes. Is that what you're? Yes. What, are, what you're saying? Are, are, could you promote all of them? So like your four of eleven, I assume is maxed because he's in the transporter patterns, and we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Were you able to max? Were you able to tier him up freely? Yes. Or were you gated? No, no. He's he's already tier five. Uh, as a matter of fact, to answer your question, yes, all Borg officers that I have shards for are promoted to my max available tier. Now, I haven't leveled all of them because there's no reason to spend XP on, on a lot of these guys. But Well, there uh, was yesterday. I well was there because that SLB was not super exciting. All right. I mean What are you waiting on? I <laughs> I tend to space my XP out over all of the daily mini events that come out. All right. Okay. Like I mean just because my XP lasts me too, longer. My XP but lasts I literally me longer. I hadn't done a Borg until this event and then yesterday I was able to take all of them all but one of them to their to the level that they could have gone to because I've been holding this yeah. since this event last ran. Now I did just I, Borg officers. Other officers I level up like you do. As yeah. they come up, as an event comes up, I'll spend a little XP and move on. So I did spend like the XP that I spent yesterday, and I did spend some. I think I probably spent two, three million. I didn't go crazy, Bubba Joe. As a matter of fact, I, I could probably look here real quick. I didn't go crazy with it, but I did enough to place. Okay, uh, enough to get a, a few rewards here. Here we go. Okay, recruit and assimilate. I spent uh, like well, I don't know how many because this was I got eight million points, but it was what five points per. So what is that? Roughly one and a half million XP I probably spent. Because it was five points per XP on a Borg. Um, so I got eight million points. All right. That that placed me in that bottom bracket. I, you know, I got the 26 through 200. Didn't really care. That was the gimme. All right. So, I, again, it wasn't a super big priority to me. But I do, uh, I did spend XP on Borg officers yesterday. But now that's not also entirely 100% true. All right. When Ransusi says the mini XP event is max 400,000. That might be the case for G4 and down. Most of mine now are 1 million, which is still not a great deal. But then, Bubba Joe, there's also the ticketed events that come out. Uh, and ticketed events are 2 million XP. So, yep. I mean, really, honestly, there are plenty of opportunities for me to spend XP throughout the week. And if you added all of those up, I feel like I get more rewards than I would have gotten out of this event. So I didn't push this event super hard. Like I didn't go crazy on upgrading Borg officers as far as leveling goes. But that being said, and again, I acknowledge that I'm in a different place in this game than a lot of people. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to draw any comparisons there, but yeah, I, um, 
I was not held up by active nanoprobes, nor was I held up by independent credits on promoting okay. any of these so guys. I, I, I bring it up because I actually fell below, and, I, and again, this is <clears> going to sound a little whaley, but I fell below a million for the first time. In, I don't know how long. A million and what? I haven't, I nanoprobes? Have a million act. And I hadn't leveled up four, even though he's in transporter patterns and I could do that at any time. And I'm like, okay, well, this means I need to be focusing on this. And so I think that while I may have stopped because I had such an excess and didn't need to, I think there are a lot of players that still do not have an excess of these and can use the Mega Cube because they're at an ops level where they are either being limited by maybe independent credits or they're being limited by the probes. And so I think that this event does have use to a certain range of people. And I think that what needs to happen is that Scopely needs to look at not just the event design to make sure that it is appealing to all these ops ranges, which is, again, not easy, but that the rewards are appealing. And that yeah. may mean that the rewards for this group of players is officer shards. And the reward for this group of players is independent credits. And the reward for this group of players is something else, right? So I think that that's just something they should should be looking at, whether they have the technology to do that or not. I have no idea. I will not speculate. But I think that that's something that they need to look at so that people that want, you know, that, that are saying, hey, I missed out on not getting the 5 of 11 shards. I would have valued that more than what, that, what I actually got. Yeah, we hear you. That's a good idea. But I think that that's something that, you know, appeals to a very specific range of ops players. And, and I saw the comment from Steven Zerner and it was like, why can't just they keep it in there because it's good, you know, shard, officer shards are officer shards. And that's true, but I have really, I have often railed against putting officer shards that are in transporter patterns as an event reward. Because it's like, yes, this may appeal to some players, but it's going to not appeal at all to a lot of players. Yeah. Um, one other thing to, to praise about this rewrite of the Borg event are the event rewards that were inside the event store. Now, while they did take out the direct officer shards, they are still giving you Borg recruit tokens, all right? So to kind of go back and, and refocus on what Bubba Joe was talking about a moment ago with the rewards that are relevant to everybody, they are still sourcing some extra active nanoprobes, although it's a very small number, all right? Very small number of active nanoprobes, but you do have Borg officer shards, including... Hugh, the Queen, and 11 of 11. None of those officers existed in the Borg event store last time. All right, so that is a good thing. And you were given a handful of those recruit tokens to come in and actually pull some of these. And hopefully you were lucky enough to get some officer shards that you wanted to, to work on. Secondly, um, they did also, and I don't have it because I already have him, but probably one of the biggest noteworthy things to speak of with the Borg event store is adding fleet commander Lacutus. This Agreed. is the first introduction of a free-to-play path. Now, I am not naive enough to say this is the only path and we should be happy about it because we've seen this event now twice in the last 11 months. Okay, so... It's certainly not um, what we should rely on as the sourcing for Lacutus. All right. But I think the fact that they put him in there is a larger signal, Bubba Joe. That to me says, okay, it's time. And they haven't forgotten about 
the other fleet commanders. That actually gives me a lot of hope. Locutus was the first extra one to come out, which means hopefully over the next couple of months, we might see a path present for, of course, Seven of Nine already has hers and incursions, but that's not happening enough either. Although it's happening more than Locutus. Wouldn't it be great if incursions this time came around and we saw both Seven of Nine and Locutus in there? I think this bodes well for them actually not forgetting a piece of content and actually saying, okay, we acknowledge that this needs sourcing. Wait, Locutus is already in there? Oh, even better. So it's even better. That means that they're looking at, sorry guys, I, I don't get to see him because I already have him. So I didn't know that he was there. I knew seven was there because I can see her because I don't have her yet. All right. So uh, in the incursion store, yes, Hunter, but apparently Locutus is already in the incursion stores, what I'm seeing with the chat. Uh, so that's good, Bubba. That means that they have circled back to this content and that they acknowledge that there needs to be some sort of grinder's path towards moving towards uh, or uh, there needs to be a grinder's path towards players being able to unlock some of these items that were paid only at the beginning, which is a huge battle, a huge battle that I fight month in and month out. And Bubba Joe knows this. So to see Locutus in this event store, to see officers, of course, I know that they're not super, super new, but to see Dayzok, guys, just out of curiosity, following normal event store protocol, Bubba Joe, what would you spend your loot on in this store? I'll tell uh, you. Me? Yeah, I'll tell you what I spent mine on. Uh, the only thing I've ever spent my loot on in this store is Mega Cube Directives, but now I have no idea what I will spend it on. I have not looked closely enough to figure out. Mine is on Rare Officer Dayzok. All right, now people are going to think I'm crazy. Oh, my my Dayzok's maxed. Oh, yours is already maxed. All right, so people, people are going to think I'm crazy. Okay, yes, Dayzok. All right, because... So, so <laughs> with that in mind, DJ, uh -huh. why? Because he's an ability. All right, he's a PvP that officer. will never trigger in round one. And I am hoping and praying... <laughs> I continue to have hope that they do something about blasted PvP in this game. All <laughs> okay, right. Okay, I just I, I, I hadn't poked the bear yet. Yes, on that. I just God bless it. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So talk I, about an officer who has this potential to actually have some I know, usefulness. I know, man. They, they just it, it's a. It's a <laughs> unintended consequence of how they just blew up PvP. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you know, so, yes. You know, just like we did for Ta'ana, uh, or sorry, let me rephrase. Just like I did for Ta'ana, I invested in a possible optimistic future. I did the same thing with Dayzog. Now, a lot of you are saying, Hugh, and 1,000%, 1,000%, you, you, that is a desirable officer. Um, Hugh epic officer shards in an event store are so expensive all right they are so expensive and not only that but we have are also because they, they're not for incursions are they for this event store it's the same thing it's six thousand to two thousand it's the three to one ratio okay. like we would have in a normal event store uh now some people are saying galinar love that night rider love that if you don't have galinar absolutely like he is a great officer to unlock and max but you're right jonathan ingram Hugh is, I, I've got him at tier four because of Borg Armadas, but honestly, his value comes in the unlock. His value, he is a game changer on the unlock. Tiering him is incremental. Tiering him provides a little bit of extra 
to be honest with you, Bubba, correct me if I'm wrong. Jonathan Ingram, correct me if I'm wrong. I might suggest that the value of tearing Hugh up is not necessarily in his ability, but in his stats. And I know that's going to sound kind of crazy, but but so it's not. I, I have no. I have untrue. noticed a difference as I've leveled him up. Sure, okay? he does perform better. Um, the unlock is obviously critically important, Critical. as it is, would be the case for any officer. Yes, if you don't unlock them, they are completely useless. Uh, and Hugh is one that when you unlock him, he is immediately useful, and for you sure. can put him on your ship, and he is going to be fine for you. But I do think that there is value in leveling him up. I do think that not having that one or two or ten percent chance or whatever it ends up being of missing that critical early on in a battle, that can make all the difference in between killing a hostile in a couple of rounds versus killing a hostile in say six or seven rounds. Yeah. So I think that that is something that cannot be undersold, especially where critical damage is right now, uh, and that Hugh needs to be unlocked. I think that's the most important thing. And after that, I think you will see a difference of leveling up. But I think that after that, I might start looking at the rare officers like we normally recommend. Yeah, and that is kind of what I did this time. And I'm not, uh, and, and for the record, some people are saying, well, Dayzok is not as important as Galinar. Agreed, in, in my opinion. My Galinar is maxed. Uh, some people are saying, yeah, Lacutus would be the priority for me, and I've got him. So this is a matter of me coming in, what's available to me, what's important to me, um, that is still remaining for a lot of you guys. Yeah, my five of 11 is is now maxed. So, um, you know, this is a great conversation to point out, though. This is a great conversation to point out, guys, in that, truthfully, this event store is actually pretty, pretty daggone good. The options are really good. Are they offering enough currency for a three-day event? Probably, to be honest with you. Do we want to see this event weekly with some tweaks? I think this would be a very rewarding event for a lot of I players. Think, I think if we had this event, I think if we had these this mini event, I would say six or more times a year, I think it is something that would be very useful to a large for portion sure. of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weekly, I think, is a lot. It might be. It might be. be a lot. I'm just thinking of I'm thinking of I, monthly, slamming those rewards, man. <laughs> um, monthly, I think, would be good. And then I think that if we can't do monthly, I think making this a regular part of the rotation as opposed to once every, you know, 12 months. Yeah. You know, and, and what's crazy about that is when this event came out, we knew it was only going to be a couple of times a year, Bubba Joe. Remember, they told us, because it, it was, it used to be, a week long. Do you guys remember this event when it was a week long? Oh, it was never God. a week long. It was always three days, DJ. Wasn't it longer, though, when it first came no, out? It was always three days. Uh, well, I mean, when, oh. it, when they launched this kind of thing as an arc, yes. But this Borg sub-event that has been between arcs has always been three oh, days. Oh, okay. Long. All right. I guess I was thinking of something different. But now, you know, I see a lot of this in chat, too. Divine has said this. Sugar Fat Man says, hey... How about like we alternate this with Apex Thursdays? Because I, I, I mean, I know I'm kind of burnt on Apex every every Thursday. Maybe this would be a great like with Apex every two weeks and Borg every two weeks th throwing this in on Thursday. Like that may be a cool idea. The point is here. Are, are you trying to put three days of events on a single day? I think it could be done. I I think it could be, but I think that makes that day very busy and. 
you're also coming from the perspective that was my complaint to begin with, which was they did nothing to the Apex event to make it relevant yeah. for anyone post 50, right? Post 50, probably even higher than, you know, higher, lower 40 ops, right? So the Apex event is never going to appeal to you or me or anyone in our ops range because they didn't do anything to make it appealing to us. Like they didn't even put G5 parts in it at the terrible exchange rates that is in that store. Yeah, fair. So, and and listen, um, there are some players out there that are not a fan of that. Sal says, "No, no, no. I need my badges. Please leave it alone." So maybe maybe it's just so, maybe it's just something that gets added. I I let me ask, if they added, if they smushed Mega Cube into one day and added it on Thursday with Apex is that going to blow people's minds, or does that give you option? Does that give you choice? Because well, I I think that – so let's think about this, DJ. Right now, today, or tomorrow, since tomorrow would be Thursday, if they had Apex and Borg going on, okay, that's not terrible, right? Okay. It's not terrible, right? That's it's a, it's a few things to do. You have choices of whether you want to engage in it or not. But if you want to engage in it, and you're let's say you're – ops 45 and you want to do both because they're both still very relevant to you okay what happens when you throw that in an arc well then then it's boring right then it's mad because we've been doing it it's not new it's not exciting no 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 no. that's not what i'm saying i'm saying if you put it in an arc on a thursday so now you have a battle pass event and you have an arc related event and maybe tickets are running on thursdays although they typically are running on weekends right there are other events that stack on top of that. And so now you have these things that you feel like you get value from doing and these other things that you feel obligated to do because they are part of the arc. Um, I, I, I don't think that that's a I, – I understand what you're saying and that it would give you something to do, but I think that there's a lot of ops players who feel like they need to engage in this and they would not have as much time to do the other things that they need to do like arc-related events. So yeah. between the arcs, Absolutely, Fair but enough. I think during an arc that would be a, that would be a strain on the players. I I think now I could be wrong. People that want to play a lot, I think that that's you know, hey, they're going to love that because they want more events and more events and more events. But I think that asking players to do two regular events that both take a bit of time to do, uh, I think it would be a lot to ask. Fair enough, and uh, and I I do want to point out that this is a very fascinating conversation that all stems around one simple fact that despite a little bit of gnashing of teeth earlier today, Bubba Joe, this event overall has value to players and they want to see it more. And, and so it's tough for me to, to sit back and listen to a lot of the people who were fussy earlier today about how the event's terrible when we're talking about, listen, this is tangible rewards for the effort that we're putting in. And the only reason that it becomes more rewarding in a more regular fashion is if we get it in some type of regular fashion. And that is what I would be advocating for. It's not because I want something to do. To be perfectly honest with you, Bubba Joe, this event is not wildly rewarding for me anymore. I'm not dying to do a bunch of mega cubes. I did my SMSs. I'll take my event store loot. I'll work on Dayzok. But I think that the rewards of this event are actually rewards that are still very valuable and very current, very contemporary rewards for a lot of players out there, whether or not you're Ops 25 or 55. 
And I, I find that to actually be, as we were talking an hour ago, and we'll, we'll close on this fact, Bubba Joe, how difficult is it to create content that scales three different generations in the game? Crazy enough, this is one. This is one with a few minor little tweaks could actually be a piece of content that satisfies 25 through 60 in a, in a relatively satisfactory fashion. And because of that, it's something I would like to see more. All right? It's something I would like to see more. Final thoughts on this, Bubba Joe. We'll take our first break and come back diving into Lower Decks Part 2, Part 2, as we prepare to issue final verdicts and issue our customer satisfaction ratings with the October arc and the final Lower Decks arc with our beloved Tendi, Rutherford, Mariner, and Boimler as uh, our beloved Lower Decks characters. We'll wrap that up on the other side. Bubba Joe, final would, thoughts on Borg. I would just like to say that can you imagine if we had tried to have this conversation before we had the stupid news? <laughs> Fine. I, you know, listen, technically we could have done it because there's still two minutes and 49 seconds on my timer. I'm going, uh -huh. to, I'm going to go to commercial break early. Okay. I, I'm just Early. saying that you would have been, we'd have had this we'd have had this 45 minute conversation, all valid, all relevant, all good. Early. And then you'd have been like, oh, we didn't do the stupid news. But I did do the stupid news. And there's but still you did because I warned you yeah. that if we got into this conversation, but we had time. it's not gonna be a simple thing. <laughs> we had time. I know, look at this. I know Hammer. Ultimate DJs knows the word early. I'm just surprised you know the word break. Uh, we are going to take our first break of the day. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will return after a word from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere, but, but, but stay here. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. The show brought to you by crazybunch.org. Do you suffer from pixel fatigue? Well, we've got a gummy for that. Surtail has the answers for your health and wellness needs, especially when gaming. A gummy for blue light protection and eye health. An energy gummy. Or how about a relaxation gummy? to help you chill after Wardod kills all your miners. Surtail is an independent distributor of all the aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or go to crazybunch.org. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Burglar King, where families enjoy great-tasting burgers and fries that we stole from McDonald's. Fact. Every year, thousands of overly drunk individuals ruin a perfectly good Halloween party. I just drank 12 pumpkin beers. Time for unlucky number 13. Da-da-da! <laughs> Fact. Combining this with the use of sharp objects is never a good idea. Who's ready to carve pumpkins? Oh, that's so fun. And I brought my own pocket knife. Fact. This eventually leads to chaos, crying, and someone going to the emergency room. Uh, has anybody seen my pinky? Friends, don't let friends carve pumpkins drunk. Just like last year's season I 
can't smile, my guys are losing. Now I'm in dead last and defeated. I could cry all day, might as well surrender. Gonna quit fantasy football forever. I keep wasting cash every year. I'm getting no pleasure. I don't wanna draft these guys. I don't wanna watch Sundays 'cause I get crushed again. And I don't wanna miss playoffs. Football, and I don't want to miss playoffs. you feeling a little bit superstitious that's got to be something right got to be uh, something but yes yes i in fact said i believe in a chat on your stream that maybe it was here in discord that uh i uh i should be excited and yet i'm not <laughs> oh that makes me sad that actually makes me sad bubba joe why are you not excited about november i'm concerned Oh, November. well, I mean, are we, I mean, truthfully, aren't we just concerned about every month always? No, I'm really concerned about November. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so excited. Oh, uh, anyway. All right. Can you not hide it? And I just can't hide it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm still working on things. Let me just put it that way. I, I don't know. There might not be enough time, like, but but I'm gonna do. I'm I'm doing my things. I'm doing my things. Whether they work, whether they don't work, whatever. I'm doing my things. Okay. Um, as I as I heard somebody say, Bubba, a mutual friend of ours, the other day, we're just gonna let DJ work his magic. It will probably not work, and then we'll all get to do the same thing we did about these officers and just be like, ha, I told you so. You know, it, it, that's that's all we really got anymore. That's the only enjoy- that's the only enjoyment I have anymore is is perpetually not having to sit down. 
All right. <laughs> At least when it comes to conversations with Scopely. All right. The fact that I don't ever have to sit down makes me very happy. Um, that being said, before we look forward, Bubba Joe, let's look back. Uh, Lower Decks Part 2, Part 2 brought with it what you and I talked about today. Uh, crazy enough, some good things. Lots of bad things, but some good things that inevitably, as always, Scopely somehow manages to manages to, to shoot themselves in both foot, uh, both feet, both hands, one lung, and 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 you know then like through the appendix or something like they just they they have an idea that turns out to be good like dare I say the the Borg event right that was a good positive reiterative change and then what we're gonna see here the next couple of days or something something else is gonna happen that just makes it fail. Right, not necessarily this, but something. It's going to create bad sentiment, um, mm-hmm. and and so we look at this month and we see a couple of things. I will start with the first one, Bubba Joe, because people have been very critical of me. Uh, there's been a lot of YouTube comments on this particular fact that I am starting to turn starting i mean very early like just guys my turn signal is on that's it i haven't even started to make the turn yet all right i'm just in the turning lane but you i'm can't, starting can't drive around here using that what the turning lane or your turn signal or what turn signal that's not allowed it's <laughs> oh it's okay gotcha all right yeah turn signal is on okay i'm in the turning lane turn signal is on i haven't made the turn yet but i am starting to feel a little bit better about the long-term life of forbidden technology. People have been giving me a ton of grief on that, Bubba Joe. So much. Oh, DJs, you, you shill. DJs, you said forbidden technology was the devil. All right. And now, now Scopely just waves stuff in front of you. And, and now it's all good again. Well, well uh, <sighs> it, it was the devil and it's not anymore. Yes. Yes, BK, I would love some Skittles. By the way, BK freeze dries Skittles. Yes, I want some. Please, thank you. All right. Now, Delurge says, here's the deal. DJ, you feel better about the long-term prospects of forbidden technology because you paid for the whip. And that's true. And by the way, I did pay for the whip. They didn't give it to me. I have always been honest with you guys about what they give. I even said last week, I think, they gave me the Motivine, so don't use that as an example. But the whip, I paid for. Why? It felt good. Why? It gives me value. Why? Because they actually created something good. The problem with that is, and the perspective that we have to, have to, Bubba Joe, keep in mind, is the broader community in that the whip solved nothing for them yet. Now, granted, it was a paid release this month, and there is the conversation about whether or not it should have been paid at all, right? Should this have just been a release to improve a terrible feature, or should it have been paid? I think we can all agree on what should have happened, but at the end of the day, they still got to keep the lights on. They got to pay bills. They got to pay people. They got to do all that stuff. I understand their need to monetize some things, but the next steps so, are crucial, right? So I actually, so I get, so we can talk about the whip if you want, but for me, forbidden technology improvement has nothing to do with the two forbidden technologies that are the five that they released this month. Nothing to do with them. Yours are going back to the Q's trial ones. 
I'm going back to Q's favor. The improvement yeah. of the success chance. Yeah. That was such an important, necessary change that didn't cost anyone anything. That's true. Now, if you save up, if you've been engaging in Q's trials and you're trying to upgrade something that is relevant to what your level, what they believe your level should, your rank should allow you to upgrade, you are going to have such a high percentage chance of succeeding. You are going to not feel like you wasted. Now, you're going to come back and say, oh, well, it's still 35 or 40 days or whatever. I can't. I hear you. All of that's still true. But now it's not. I clicked a button and I didn't even succeed. And it's a complete waste. Now it's I clicked a button and I almost certainly succeeded unless I'm pushing beyond. Yes. If I'm an ops 40 and I've got my cues, my ranking up to like 5000 and I'm trying to upgrade the tier three of the epic. Yeah, you're not going to have a good percentage. You're not supposed to be doing that. Do more cues trials. You will get a better percentage. So I think that the most monumental thing, like, yes, the whip is useful. Yes, like it's going to help people in certain ways. But, it, you know, to me, the change they made was so important and so required because now players can engage in the forbidden technology and not feel like they're just throwing their savings away. Agreed. Now, looking at the chat, there's a couple of comments here. How much proto matter does free to play have at this time? Prion, proto matter, I see the balance with Q's favor that they provided this month actually, in my mind, is driving you a little bit. I think that, as Bubba Joe just pointed out, and Jonathan Ingram mentions in the chat that you have to be working on the forbidden technology that corresponds to your ability and assessment rank in the game. For example, this month, Bubba Joe, during that Fleet Commander event, uh, and you know what? Let me see if I can find this real quick. Uh, I'm sure it's in the lab. Let me, uh, let me pull something up for you guys real quick. Let me just ask, Bubba, you mentioned this specifically just a second ago. This month, do you think that I prioritized upgrading my Metreon Cascade or other rare forbidden technologies? out of curiosity what 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 does anybody um, what did anybody else do i prioritized upgrading the uh, i'll call them the missile upgrades okay the uh the q's trials um, guys the q's trials guns uh and then after i got satisfactorily far on them i moved into the whip okay i and think after that's I do uh, that now i'm going to start working on the q's trials i want and the reason i went in that order is the q's trials ones allow me to get the tear up catalyst I can then use those tear-up catalysts to tear up other things that I want, and then the whip allows me to focus in on getting things for Q's trials, whether it's protomatter or bells, or the ability to source the new forbidden technology that they're going to add the refinery, right? I think that's the order that is, in my opinion, most efficient to focus. And now I can focus on the Metreon casket, because that's like the one that everyone wants, that's right? The big or one, I can start right? to focus on the PvP ones, which are also very important, right? You got it. Here's those, the deal. Those go ahead. Well, I, I was going to focus in on what you just said. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. And now I'm going to focus on the Metreon Cascade, right? Now I'm going to focus in on that epic. And, and folks, let me just tell you, that is maybe even by accident, or maybe this was their design. Who knows? But we have circled back around to what Echo told us on day one. 
to what game design told us on day one that like, hey, listen, the epic, you probably shouldn't be focusing on. You shouldn't probably be focusing on the epic here while your Q's court is level 10, right? Like that's probably not where you're supposed to be. And I have found that to be true this month that in moving through, like let, let's, for example, let's take a look here, okay? I want to point out uh, some, some stuff, and I'll put the link to this in the graphics room. If you don't already have it, this is Jules Verne, uh, Jules Verne's and Blue Mandalorian's Forbidden Technology uh, Google Sheet, all right? Bubba, it's got every piece of technology on it. It's got all the data and all the math and everything that we can currently possibly know about forbidden technology. So let's come over here, and uh, and I'm just going to say, hey, for example, let's take a look at one of those mining ones, for example, okay? Let's take a look at one of those real mining quick, ones. DJ, real quick, DJ. Yes, yes, yes. Do you have a late-breaking news sound effect? Uh, I do. Let me hit the button here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, breaking news for you from the Scopely World News Headquarters. From Echo. We are going to be sending out a comp chest of directives for anyone who started the Mega Cube event before the Mega Cube directive bonus started. We'll let everyone know when it goes live. Look at that. It's it's happening. It's live. It's fast. I think it's probably the fastest they've ever responded to a community concern. Guys, let me just so, point out. Let me point out. You know who's back in the office. You know who's back in the office now. He ain't in Dublin anymore. That's right. Emperor Echo is back to work. And look. Bam. 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 Look how he got something done just like that. Look bam! at that. Okay. Shout out, Echo. Thank you. Uh, that's right. Beck's back in the office, too. But but this was an Echo. <laughs> this was an Echo thing. <laughs> that was an Echo thing. All right. Someone's got to get Echo to work. Someone's got to be cracking that whip. That's right. It was me. <laughs> I was in. I was like, go. Bam. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so there you go. Comp chest, uh, comp chest is coming out. Okay. Now, that being said, uh, coming back over here to uh, the forbidden technology. Guys, the cost in proto matter is so significantly lesser expensive than it is on the Epic. Did you put it Epics. in the graphics room? Uh, oh, no, did I? I thought I did. Sorry. My bad. You, I, I, all I see is you dancing. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, boom. There it is. Yeah, apparently I didn't hit enter. There it is. Forbidden Tech okay. and Q's Court and Trials, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the graphics room. That will be a copy of uh, the Google Sheet that just has all the stuff. Okay, all the stuff that we know. And and listen, Bubba, let's just take a look at, for example, to go to level six on the Metreon Cascade. Okay. To go to level six on the Metreon Cascade costs right at seven thousand protomatter. That would be tier two, level six, right? Seven thousand protomatter. However, if we drop down and take a look at that same corresponding level on a rare, okay, tier two, level six, seventeen hundred. I could literally try that upgrade four times in the amount of time that it would take me to try the Metreon Cascade once. Not only that, but the rare is going to be better if my building is in a better spot. All right, the Q's favor is going to be better. Although I would imagine that even on the Metreon Cascade at Tier 2, it's probably still going to be pretty good if you've got Q's Court Level 10 or higher. But the cost is significantly less. Now, if we take a look, and here is where we have to hope, Bubba Joe. Here is where we have to hope that Scopely lives up to the pattern that we can maybe see emerging. 
All right, because you talked about this earlier this week. You said, hey, guys, these mining lasers, the Romulan mining laser, the Malon extractor, and the Klingon mining drill, these were new to the Forbidden Technology Refinery, as were the Time Crystal, the Theleron Radiation, and Red Matter. These were new, added to the Forbidden Technology Refinery. Now, BK says, how is that going to work for free-to-play? Bubba Joe explain this because what we're seeing here is the possible introduction, the possible introduction of what could be long-term, God, dare I say it, decent game design when it comes to re, uh, when it comes to salvaging forbidden technology, but it depends right. on a lot of things. So, so I think that there are a couple of things that are critical to forbidden technology. I think the Q's trial forbidden technology and I think the whip are both critical to enhancing the free-to-play path. Are either okay. of now, those two available yet. yet? Yet, that's the thing. However, the Q's trials do source the shards, the rare shards, that in the Q's trials you can get rare shards. And so when those forbidden technologies make it their way into this, into this refinery, assuming that they do, and... I have no reason to doubt that that is the plan. I just hope they have the follow-through to do that. When they do, you can prioritize using the engagement you're getting from the Q's trials to unlock this forbidden technology. Now, this is speculation. This is my hope that this is something they're going to do to make sure that forbidden technology is accessible to all players. And remember, forbidden technology is about six months old already. So we should start to see a little bit more access for free-to-play than what we had at the start. And so I'm hoping that that's what we're going to see, is that they're going to now continue to focus on uh, improving and allowing people to refine their way to some of these forbidden technologies. Now, is that going to be next month or the month after that or the month after that? I don't know. But that's the thing that I, I based on what they have done, by already putting some paid exclusive content into this refinery, that they will continue to roll paid exclusive content into this refinery at a later date. That's true. Um, now, I, I see some people talking about free-to-play acquisition on the building. Very slow. Okay, very slow. Agreed. Uh, even my building. Now, I here's the thing. I've changed my strategy a little bit since this past month. Uh, so it's only two or three weeks in now. I've changed my strategy a little bit, and I have been investing very heavily into the building because the whip gave me so much extra protomatter, okay? Now, again, what I want to point out is that there's a lot of chain reaction kind of stuff here, okay? Um, and so I'm going to come back. First, I want to remind you guys about the Forbidden Tech Refinery. All these rares, they all require Core to Q to level 25. Admittedly, that's going to take us a while to get there, okay? Right? Free to play, it's going to take us a while to get there. However, there have been a few events, Bubba Joe. There's been a few events that have actually turned around and paid us some of these shards, right? So if we are, if we are working with a limited number of... Forbidden technologies. And I think this is a very, very important thing. And we could spend a lot of time talking about this. But if we spent, if we shifted our priority here a little bit and took a look at, 
I can't. Uh, I'm trying to find. Where are those shards? Are they in the materials tab, or where where would they be? Which shards? The forbidden technology, rare and epic shards, just the shards by themselves. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, what the I, other tab? What I wanted to point out was that there are some that are already coming, guys. There have been a few events that have already started to give some of those. Uh, in the Forbidden Technology Refinery? All right, let me take a look real quick. Well, I guess, yeah, if I click on one, I can... No, I'm not seeing them. Where's my, where's my actual count of how many I've got? I wanted to show you guys that there are some that you guys have already gotten. Okay, some of them are coming. They're in the materials. Okay, let me, let me check that one then. Uh, my client is acting a little bit goofy here, so let me... See if I can find it in materials. I actually don't yes, see it. Yes, is for, it is materials. Where the heck? In the top section? Uh, in the Yeah, before grade one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So rare forbidden fragments, uncommon fragments, some epic fragments. Some of these are already in here because there have been events that have been paying some of them. Okay. So uh, now it's not a bunch, right? It's not a ton. But there have been some events that have given some of these out over time. So here's my thinking, Bubba Cho, and correct me if you see a flaw in my logic. If I'm working with a limited number of forbidden technologies, which any free-to-play is going to, okay? Most free-to-plays are looking at maybe they own one rare that was gifted, um, and they or, or was there a rare that was gifted? I don't even know. They might be working just with uncommons. I believe... Uh I don't think a rare was gifted, but you had the ability to unlock it with what you were doing in the Q's trials. Q's trials level two. So if you finish the two-star trials, then you have a rare. I know that this is going to sound kind of crazy because at the very beginning, guys, we talked about the efficiency on Q's court, right? And the amount of protomatter that you were getting and, you know, how you were doing the, the emblems of assessment, the building materials. And at that time, I said, listen, I don't know that that's going to be a real big priority to me. I have shifted my opinion on this, Bubba Joe, now that I see a potential roadmap. Now that I see what they are doing by adding a few of those rares into the Forbidden Technology Refinery, now I feel like it is important for me to try to push to level 25 on Q's court. All right. That means, folks, I am spending every available amount of proto matter now on emblems of assessment. Now, I have a paid advantage. I now own the whip, and I've gotten two pulls now of extremely high amounts of proto matter. So now, Bubba Joe, I'm pulling a three chest option, and I'm getting 300 emblems of assessment a day, and that's going to get me to level 25 real quick. All right. That is another advantage of the Ferengi whip. And I don't mean to keep harping on this, but Bubba Joe, every time we look around the corner, we see another benefit of the Ferengi whip that actually provides a good acceleration. Okay. Agreed. Um, but that protomatter is helping me push Q's court. My goal now is to get to level 25 as quickly as possible. Because once I get to level 25, not only am I going to start the, Q, the, the Q's Trials Tier 3, Bubba Joe, of which there are new technologies that will unlock for you for free, 
in Q's Trials Level 3, but also, guys, rare forbidden technologies will now begin to open up in your forbidden technology refinery that will allow you to exchange some of these rare fragments that you've been earning over the last four, five, six months that you'll be able to come in and now start to exchange for new pieces of technology. Now, imagine for a second, and it'll probably be a few months, but imagine for a second that what unlocks maybe next month or the month after would be one of the Q's trials, okay? One of the Q's trials ones, which is going to allow you to unlock and start what? What does a Q's trial forbidden technology now start increasing your supply of? Tear up catalysts. Tear up catalysts, okay? Very important. Should I blow them all? Maybe spend them on events, you know, whatever. Okay. But I'm going to start to improve the tear up catalyst. A couple of months after that, hopefully, again, without Scopely shooting themselves in the foot, what shows up, Bubba Joe? Maybe another month or two after that. What shows up in the Forbidden Tech Refinery? The whip. The whip. And the whip is the key to everything. The whip. When the whip is finally available, free to play. It will blow forbidden technology wide open for the entire community. Because now you've got your shards. Now you've got your acquisition. Now you've got the proto matter. Now you can upgrade the building faster. Going to level 40 will be much faster. Getting the other tier up catalysts are going to be much faster. Getting the other forbidden technologies so that you can get more tier up catalysts are going to be a lot faster. This whole model explodes. Now, Bubba, should this have been the model from the beginning? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This should have been the model from the beginning. I'm not overly happy that they that they took this feature and it was a bad feature and then they sold the solution to it. I'm not happy about that. But I will continue to push for this. I will continue to push and push and push because, honest to God, Bubba Joe, if if the whip was the free forbidden technology that came, say, out of the Tier 2 trials, and this is how it launched from the beginning, I never would have hated this feature. Mm. Uh, Sorry, rephrase with Q's favor. The Q's favor thing is important, too. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, now we're <laughs> the Q's favor is important too. All right. Um, they have made the appropriate changes. They have sold them, which is my last little bit of beef. Okay. It's my last little bit of beef is that they've sold the solutions, but the fixes that they have mechanically implemented do in fact improve this feature, and I will continue and continue and continue to harp on pushing that. I don't expect it, as Bubba Joe says, I don't expect it next month or next week. I think it'll probably be, be a little bit of time because you can't invalidate that for you know the people who purchased the whip. But, Bubba Joe, given the fact that it was only $50, I feel like that lead time is probably a little bit shorter. I don't think. Community, let me ask, if you bought the whip, are you cool with free-to-play getting it in three to four months, less, longer? Because I feel like this is what saves that feature for the general community. Admiral Maris says, give it to them now. Triple Tom says, I bought it. I would be cool with them getting it tomorrow. Probably won't happen. (laughs) Probably won't happen tomorrow. But simply the fact, you know, Bubba, maybe, maybe 
there is a justification for Scopely launching this next month, right? The justification is they put something out, a few of the early adopters paid for it, and the best possible thing that Scopely could have hoped for is actually happening, where people who paid for the content said, okay, this actually isn't that bad, right? That's the best thing that they could have hoped for. So, yeah, now I think that they should be putting it out there for everybody. I don't think there's a spender one who would be wildly upset if we were the beta testers. Because let's face it, we play Star Trek Fleet Command. Okay? We test everything for them. All of it. The fact that we have finally found something that we can actually be positive about. <laughs> Crazy means that Scopely should be happy about that and run with it. Bubba Joe, final thoughts on forbidden technology before we move on to the next segment of the month. I think this is the most positive thing they did this month. Um, oh, no. So it's yes, all downhill from here. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Woo! And yes, they sold the whip. <sighs> but the big change that was required that allowed all players to start engaging with this was vastly positive. So yeah. uh, high marks on this change. If I could give this higher than a 10 out of 10, I would. All right, there you go. Divine, see, I don't know how Div I don't know where Divine is is coming at me with this. He says, Well, DJ has gone from forbidden tech denier to pushing it in only five months. Are you praising me that it took me five months? Uh, <laughs> it took me five months to start shilling on it, or is that too long because that's how long it took them to fix it? Or is it fair, Divine, because it took them five months. We stood our ground for five months, and they finally started to issue some positive change. There's a couple of different ways I can interpret. <laughs> Divine says, well, six months is normal. They must have moved a little bit quicker. <laughs> fair enough, Divine. I hate you, but fair. All right, uh, there's that. Bubba Joe. This, if this was the high mark of the month, then let's talk about something that was not such a high mark. All right. Where do you want to go? What, what is your biggest sore spot of the month? Cause I, I know what mine is. Well, let's do yours. Cause I, I, <sighs> I, this was the one I wanted that I didn't think we'd spend enough time talking about. So I got to, this was the one I wanted to really spend some time talking about. So what's Lloyd's your is like spot? everything else. Um, divine really the territory capture events. That is not a sore spot for me. I think it was a dud. I think it fell flat. Um, that doesn't make me mad. It's kind of what I expected. It doesn't make it worse than it was before. It doesn't make it better than it was before. Uh, it is exactly what it's always been. Nobody ended up caring. Nobody ended up really moving. There were. There was some. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying nobody. Okay, some people did. Some people had a little bit of fun with it. Whatever. That's good for them. Glad for them. Short says, we ended up moving. Glad. I'm glad that some people got to engage with us a little bit. I don't feel like it actually did anything for territory capture in any way, shape, or form. The new chronometric particle sourcing is terrible. Uh, the research tree is unenticing. Uh, for those of you who are curious, and, and again, still don't know, Still don't know. They they could still end up offering it. We haven't talked about it. I haven't asked about it. I still don't have the Territory Capture Elite Battle Pass because I don't care. Okay, I just don't. So I, I don't know 
Now, I'll tell you, the only reason that I may end up considering that, Bubba Joe, is, God, how the tables have turned. There's forbidden technology in here now. All right? So it could... There is, but, but I, I don't know that it's very good. Well, good. You've got plenty of more time to talk me out of this, okay? Because now that that is starting to look good. Now, of course, there's nice chunks of Syndicate XP in here, too. Look here. There's Milestone 27 with 22,000 uh syndicate xp for the record i benny hill i don't know i haven't looked at any of these forbidden technologies yet so i just don't know all right i haven't looked short says they kind of suck okay yeah divine says still two months to consider i'm with you i haven't i haven't decided like they've got two so, months to tempt me into this but right now i'm not feeling it i'm just not feeling it the research as we stated at the beginning of the month bubba joe the research i feel would have been the big draw for this, for this territory capture uh, season pass because of the chronometric particles. I am not seeing anything in here that just blows me away. I'm not seeing anything that just says, oh, man, that's my value. That's what I want. So the forbidden technology that are in this battle pass, okay, one of them helps for base rating, kind of. Mm. And then the other one, Helps for base rating again, um, uh. and by making your amalgam a little bit better. Uh. All right. So what are we talking about? I saw the corrupted cybernetic implant in there. Uh, mitigation. And then the Orion cargo transporter. Mitigation when attacking stations is mitigation still a thing? No. Okay. All right. Well then, forget that. And what was the other one? The Orion cargo transporter. Max yes. cargo for surveys. Protected cargo for surveys, amalgam max cargo. Which, by the way, amalgam max cargo is very deceptive. All right, because it's the amalgam ship ability that gives you all the the good from the amalgam. It's not the base cargo. All right, so, um, what is amalgam power effectiveness? What is that? What does that stand for? Amalgam. Someone in the chat said it is power. very deceptive. The ship ability? Hugo, Hugo, what does that do? Hugo, is it the ship ability? Now, listen, if that's the ship ability, that probably is. Okay, Hugo says that is the ship ability. Okay, then that is going to probably work a lot like Baytor. So 70% is where it maxes out. What's Baytor's effectiveness? Let's find out what Baytor's effectiveness is here, because if that is like Baytor, then that probably is pretty good. Baytor at tier four is a 34%. So maxing this FT would get you another 70%. I mean, that's probably not small, guys. If you like rating. I don't. <laughs> rating. <laughs> okay. Now, how much of a boost is it going to be, Sal? This is wildly subjective, right? It is completely different for every single player because you, and, and not even individually, but on the base, right? The base that you're going after. So really the best way to test this, guys, the best way to test this is to find a willing participant or even when you're rating, right? Jonathan Ingram could probably tell you because he rated me for $2 trillion last night. <laughs> anyway, what you could do is take a scoop with your amalgam, then add Baytor, 
and see how much more you got. Okay, real simple. Bator, depending on your tier of Bator, mine is showing 34%. Okay, so see how much you get. And then if that's 34% and my maxed FT is 70%, I'm going to ballpark assume that the delta in adding Bator, I could roughly double that, roughly double that. And that is about what that forbidden technology would get. Is it significant, Bubba Joe? It depends on the size of the base that you're rating. The larger the base, the more effective that forbidden technology will become. It also depends on if you have the amalgam skin, correct? All right, because it's also improving the base ability. So just kind of depends, guys. It is going to be very target dependent. It's going to be very player dependent. Nobody will have the exact same results, but if Bator at tier four is 34%, then the forbidden technology at 70% is going to just fundamentally be better than Bator. Depends on if you're a big raider, okay? I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, it's not a fun, it's not fun for me really, but, but, but I know there's a lot of people that love that. Okay, it's going to be really cool with incursions. Listen, with incursions, where points are scored on rating, wouldn't you like? Uh, wouldn't you like for you to score more points per scoop? That will allow you to score more points faster during incursions. Okay, cool. All right, there are reasons that that technology could be good. Maybe that is incentive enough for you guys. Maybe that is incentive enough. Maybe that removes the pressure from the territory tree, Bubba Joe, and just makes it so that people want to chase the amalgam uh, forbidden technology because they love raiding and they love incursions. That's possible. Maybe that is the motivation instead of this research tree. To me, I'm not a big raider. I don't love this research. I haven't found my priority yet, Bubba Joe. Have you? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, me I mean, the, tech, the the research. The only reason I'm engaging in it is the research. Which research are you really liking here? Like what? I know you talked about Daylock Doe, Bayful Tactics, and, and Tan Kalong's Edge. You like those because they were isolitic damage, right? And yep. then right after that, you've got isolitic defense. But that comes so late in the tree. Yeah, it comes so late in the tree. I and know. It's going to take a long time to get there, right? I know. <sighs> Metrion Efficiency. Where was that one? Oh, don't oh, get me that, started on those. Ma, the, this uh, this one over here, Metrion. We talked about that. that in order yeah. to take, so, in order to maximize the in order to maximize the one that I think most people should want to do the schematics, uh, the schematics revision, right, which allows you to add some additional efficiency to ISO emulsion, which everyone can use. Yeah, you have to take all three of the particles that are individual particles to level four and the recompiled colliders for the Metreon to level eight. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't care about those people that have been in territory. Don't care about those. So like if it was, if it was granting the ability to get those particles, now people care about them, but yeah. just making it more efficient. No, that's, that's stupid. Well, so, I, I will always praise efficiency. Okay, I will always praise efficiency. I like that. All right, but I kind of come back and and just kind of point out, look how much progress has been made here. Okay, <laughs> I've done 
two levels of schematics revision, which has arguably cost me 20, then 30. So there was 50, right? And I've done one level of isogen magnetism, which cost another 20. So I have earned 70, 70 particles for research, and we are one month in. <laughs> what? Now, in fairness, in fairness, let me also admit I would say an embarrassing fact, but I'm not embarrassed about it. Okay? Not embarrassed at all about it because, yeah, here we go. I am behind, guys, because I did not finish my week three Territory Capture Season Pass event. I missed it. Uh, remember, we were online. I, I got all the milestones except for the top one. So what was that? 24,000 points? <clears throat> 24,000 points, which would have gotten me to this next milestone. Would have actually gotten me to milestone eight. So roughly, is that where you guys are? Milestone eight? That sounds like it should be right. Yeah, that's right. Jonathan Ingram says, DJ not helping his alliance. What else is new? <laughs> All right. Keenzer, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. Okay, Itchy says, I've done 100% completion. Itchy is at milestone seven. 123,000 points is what you've got, and I've got 108,000. Are you sure that's perfect? Oh, some of you guys had a mile, had a TC today, so you're at nine. Okay. Wait, today? Is there an event up right now? Let's see. Oh, yeah, there's the new one. Okay, okay, okay. So eight was right. Here's the new one. So, yeah, uh, that's what it was, Bubba Joe. I missed the top milestone. I missed 14.3,000 points. I missed 14. Well, now you can't complete it. Do we know that? <laughs> Do we know uh, that? Based on what Jules calculated, you could, uh, you could not miss the top milestone ever. <laughs> I'm bound. Well, then, you know what? Now I'm even less engaged. I mean, seriously. What's in the last milestone? Particles. An avatar. Cool avatar. I like the avatar. Another avatar and more particles. I don't. What? Okay, so literally, Bubba Joe, by missing that one weekly event, I have now cost myself. This is how. This is how little it means to me at this particular point. Unless, unless I do a paid point. Which I still won't do. Because I'm here to tell you. Uh, they, they have already. There's a paid points pack. Oh, yay. I don't care. 400 chronometric particles over the course of 90 days. 400 particles oh. over the course of 90 so, so, days. Hang on, DJ. Hang on. Hang on. I was I was wrong. I'm sitting down. Ooh. I'm reading Jules' quote right here. <laughs> you you have, I did the battle Just pass. Sit man. down and be wrong. You are wrong. Yep. If they keep running the exact same event, then we should be able to complete the battle pass with a couple, as in two, of top milestones missed. Oh, well, you I'm cannot still good. miss an entire event. Okay, can't miss. Well, I didn't. On the last one, I got all the milestones except for the top milestone. Okay, so, I, yeah. so yes, you can miss the top one twice. 
All right. Well, there you go. But you cannot yeah, ask I'm, an entire I missed the whole one last week. <laughs> K21 says, cool news, Bubba. I still don't care. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> now listen, I, I'm glad to know that I could have missed that. Okay. I'm glad to know that I, I, I'm still in the hunt. But 400 particles, man. Like, I, it's just not. That doesn't excite me. Why? I, I agree with you, DJ. I, uh, other than the fact that there is research in here that I want to get to, but like, the way that they structured at least that first part of it makes me not want to engage in this research tree because of how they structured it and how slowly they're handing out particles. Now, I do want to point out, let's be very, very fair. All right, because this, this is one on the other side of the aisle point that I'll bring up. Dragon Keeper, you're exactly right. Is this a free-to-play event? Yes. Is it free-to-play sourcing that you can't buy your way through? Yes. Do, do free-to-play out there have the exact same uh, path of progression as Bubba Joe? Also, yes. From a design standpoint, from a grinder standpoint, from a, from a paywalled standpoint, this is great. The content doesn't excite me, but the engine, the mechanic of this event, I'll give a thousand thumbs up to. I'll give a thousand thumbs up to it. The design of the event is purely, truly free to play with no paid access yet. I praise that design. It's just the contents of this feature are not super exciting to me yet. However, Bubba Joe, we've already seen in the chat, some people feel differently. Some people are excited about the amalgam uh, forbidden technology. Some people will be excited, as you are, about some of that later research with the isolytic damage and stuff. Great. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be. I'm pointing out it's not super enticing to me. I haven't yet chosen to engage with it. I'm waiting for, for that other shoe to drop, so to speak, Bubba. I'm waiting for the, the golden carrot, if you will. But some of you guys have already seen your golden carrot, whether it's through the research or whether it's through the amalgam uh, forbidden technology. Some of you guys have already found your golden carrot. And as far as the event design, it's very good. Bubba, talk about the mechanic of the season pass just for a moment. Uh, do you find any major fault with it for its first run of iteration? You mean other than it being dumb? <laughs> well, it might be dumb to us because we don't really like it or whatnot. Boring, says Dragon Keeper. Very dumb, says Hunter. Nothing good, says Zod. <laughs> Lloydson says Bubba Joe, right again. Guys, just, let's so, talk again. So, so take the we content. We talked about the very first, hang on. The take very the, first week. Take the we content talked about out. How, hang on. So we talked about it in the first week. We said, hey, this first week, this is the event we have. If they give us a different event next week, then we'll get to do a different event. We'll get to do like how they do with a normal battle pass. Like the first one is domin domination, and the second one mm -hmm. is hostile hitting, and the third one is, uh, you know, away teams assignments or something, right? So if they'd have done something where it's like the first week is go sit in territory, and the second week is go run some of those armadas, and the third week is something else, right? Then I'd have been like, okay, they're changing it up. I'm doing a different thing every week. Now that we've had three in a row that are the same thing. It's like kill people, John, kill people in territory. God, you know, 
How many people have done a territory capture event where everyone just went and clogged up the system and nobody hit us someone else? Yeah. Because <laughs> there was no point in doing it. Go do PvP in a territory? Yeah. I, I, but I, I seem so, to remember people complaining about that at one time. I think I'm we've had that. I'm not saying that that's the one I would have chosen. But I'm saying is there are so many things they could have done to keep this interesting and fresh mm. from week to week. And they didn't. It's the same boring thing. And yeah. so... Uh, no, I'm not excited about the event. I am. I, in fact, this whole feature feels very uninspired. I concur. and I get that they're gonna go do. They're gonna take the feedback from this first one and they're gonna respin it. But I, it just not. I'm not interested in the next. I'm not interested in next month or the month after that or the month after that. That will be a fresh spin. I'm not interested in that because. They've demonstrated no ability. If this was not ready, if this was the best they could do from the time they decided they were going to do it until they had to launch it, yep. Uh, then, then they should have <clears throat> delayed it. Yes, I mean, I, th this is one thing that Echo and I talked about. Like, if this is all that's changing, why do it at all? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were going to launch it, let's launch it bigger, badder, with more vast changes. Like, let's. Be bold. Let's rip that Band-Aid off. You know, let's not launch it with nothing really different. You know, it's been dead for so long that I think it needed to be, you know, bold. All right. And I know I'm going to end up eating those words because they're going to be like, Freeman! Uh, <laughs> but they needed to be bold uh, coming out with this new revamp. And I, I don't really feel like they, they did it. So, uh, but that being said, you guys are focusing in on the content. Okay, which I agree with. I'm with you. Bubba, I do want to flip the coin and let's talk about the mechanism. The fact that it is free to play for anybody who chooses. The fact that it is purely engagement driven. The fact that there's nothing paywalled, that nothing is barred from anybody. I mean, the mechanism of this is praiseworthy. Talk about, take the content out of it, the interest out of it. Look at the design the engine of this, and I actually think they did land on something good. Bubba disagrees. <laughs> Bubba. Well, I think along those lines is they wanted to try it out, to test it out, to make sure without making bigger changes and having it having those bigger changes in um, the mechanics fail and then blowing up the whole um, perception of, of the change. Right. Well, that's certainly possible. They wanted to so is that to try it out, make sure it didn't is that blow a up. Success bar, DJ. What? It make sure it's done to make sure it didn't break. <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't break out of the gate, and it's not blocked for free to play. Is that is that all it takes to be a success? Well, it no, have to be fun. no, no, no. It doesn't have to be interesting. It doesn't <laughs> I, have to. Baba, Baba, listen, Baba. I've said I agree with you. Okay, stop beating okay. this drum. Take the no, content I, out and comment on the mechanism for a minute because I do think there is a subtle positivity. Is the event a success? No. Is it perfect? No. Should they have done more? Yes, I agree with you on all those things, but I don't want to just say the whole thing is garbage because there was actually a piece of this I think they got right. Am I wrong for noticing the engineering piece of this? I... Again, it worked, so it's a success. Like, 
like successful engineering. Okay. It worked. So it's successful engineering. That's the bar. If it doesn't like, I just, I have a hard time saying, and oh, I gosh. know that they've screwed up so many things, DJ. I, know I, I that am it's, not, I am not explaining myself. Well, I am talking dude. about the no. And, and when we have talked about extreme monetization over the last six months, when we've talked about how much terrible monetization there is and how awful everything has been with selling, and now we're looking at an event that is purely free to play. Lady Unaleska points out it is doable by 100% of players through engagement only and requires no spend. And we're just going to gloss over that. That's what I'm talking about, guys. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 is Lady Unaleska and me the only two people that recognize that this was an actual engagement, no pay, no bar told event that everybody could do? Whether or not you felt like it was important or not, you weren't forced to pay in a game where we feel, Bubba Joe, that there's a lot more pay to play and pay to participate mechanics than there used to be. Here's one that wasn't. And we're just going to gloss over it. I, I'm sorry, DJ. I can't, I, I understand the point you're trying to make. I cannot get behind that. I, that. Okay. That is a requirement. Yeah, but it's a requirement that they don't seem to be paying a lot of attention to with 90% of the rest of their game. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That is something that they have completely missed on. But it, this is <laughs> mud. I, I, just... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to be serious. Yeah. Damn it, mud. And this and this pops up on my screen. Okay, listen. Yeah, I know. I know like, it was the like winner. Like, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't give them a cookie. I can't give them a cracker. I can't give them anything. DJ, uh, uh, it's because it, I should have like, done it anyway. Oh God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I get. But the, I understand your point. DJ. Thank you, Stephen. Hey, Carissa, it's you and me. Okay, it's you, me, and Aaron against the world here. All right. <laughs> it's you, me, and Aaron against the world. It's fine. I I get it. You guys are not willing to recognize that. I feel like I have to. Okay, because I I, I feel like not recognizing that is just turning a blind eye to to when things happen the way that they should happen just like you said Bubba Joe this should be a requirement unfortunately it's a requirement that they forget about in so many other areas of this game so when they do well, actually get one I want to say hey by the way we noticed that and would love for you to do this more Okay, so I don't think it's a low bar of expectations, guys. I think it's recognizing when they actually do something that it is that we demand. Okay, and Wolfwood, you're right. You're saying that they did their job for the first time. I don't necessarily. I'm not going to 100% agree with your verbiage there. Okay, but yes, that is my point. This is what we have demanded. This is what we have called for, screened for, yelled for, fought for, and they do it, and we're still going to piss on it. <laughs> it's tough for me. All right, okay? so DJ, let me it's ask tough. you a question. Do you have to spend? For any of the battle pass events. The what now? Regular battle pass. Do I have to spend? Yep. Time. But no. No money. Do you have to spend money no. for any of the regular battle pass? Not that I can think of. No. Okay. So why is it special that we don't have to spend for the regular battle pass for the territory? Because everybody called this a cash grab thing. 
Okay. And well, okay. And if you look at the rewards, like the particles, I mean, the, the officer shards are a joke. Oh, particles my gosh, you guys are killing and the me. forbidden te- and the forbidden technology, they're all in the paid track. Y'all are so right? grumpy today. There's nothing in the free track. I, there's nothing in either track. All right. The rewards are craptastic. Okay. I am not disagreeing with you guys on this. I am looking at content separately than mechanism. And Akila says, what I'm hearing is that DJs wants to congratulate Scopely for doing the bare minimum. No, <laughs> you guys are killing me. I, I'm not even congratulating them. I'm simply saying, Hey, by the way, I noticed this. This is how it should always be. And thank you for making it that way. All right. That's not an attaboy. That's not a, hey, you guys win the day. That is, hey, I've been screaming about this for six months. Thanks for finally doing what I asked. Like, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get that. Because, like, uh, yeah, I'm paying, say, for my, for, for my example, I'm paying my guys to do their job, but I will, go, I will still give them praise for them and thank them for doing their job in a sense, you know. For them doing their work, and I appreciate yes, what they do. Medic, for the record, does Oliver DJs do his chores when the rewards suck? Yes, because the reward is not getting his butt busted. Okay, now, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is 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 it. Okay, <laughs> good. This is hilarious. This is crazy to me. <laughs> I I can only assume. I can only assume that you guys are not. I am not communicating what's in my brain, Bubba Joe. <laughs> Either that, or I'm just maybe I took one too many Prozac today. I don't know. Uh, Bubba so, Joe, final thoughts. I think what thoughts. you're trying to say is that they rolled out a new feature that doesn't cost money to participate in. Yes! Because they have done so few new features that don't cost money to participate in. Yes! Yes! I don't consider that anything noteworthy. Okay. All features should not cost money to participate in. <laughs> I agree, which is why I just kind of wanted to point this one out and make sure we didn't miss it. But damn. Okay. <laughs> God bless. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Bubba Joe will give us his final one or two points quickly. We will rate the arc. We will get the heck on out of here. I got a hard stop in 20 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ultimate DJs. I'm going to go take another Prozac just to make it through the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. I'll, uh, I'll be back in just a second, guys. Thank you for listening to Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a moment. Hang on. Talking Trek is brought to you in part by MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is the biggest and best Facebook page all about toys. Meet other like-minded individuals that share in your same interest. Have hard-to-find rare toys or know someone looking for your special special piece of nostalgia old toys or new toys hard to find toys doesn't matter with mn toy posse you can find it buy it or sell it visit today at facebook.com slash mn toy posse that's facebook.com slash mn toy posse for the toy collector in all of us Yo, what's up, Commanders? Great news about PvPTarget.com. You've known for a while that it exists and has some great reference tools regarding PvP banding and common crew loadouts, but they've recently launched brand new tools on the site, including a brand new cargo calculator page as well. This isn't your typical max cargo style calculator, but a brand new, unique tool that identifies the timer until you go over cargo. The game timer might tell you how long to zero the node, but how long until your miner is at risk? You can find out now by using the brand spanking new cargo calculator at pvptarget.com. 
This program is made possible in part by a grant from the Flubbermaid Corporation, makers of storage containers that never stop bouncing. Did you know that using toilet paper is actually much grosser than you think? Hi, I'm Barney Plukowski, here to tell you about Barney's Bidets. Listen, don't be this guy. Aw, oh, no, not fecal fingers again. With Barney's Bidets, your hands will always be fresh and clean. And with inflation hitting your budget, you won't have to use makeshift toilet paper anymore. Ugh, my stomach. Honey. Yes, Mom? Can you go grab me some leaves from outside? So come on down to Barney's Bidets, where clean is what we push for your tush. Oh, cool. Just make sure you tell the kiddos. Did we get a new water fountain in the bathroom? Don't drink that! Introducing the Bet Betting app. The what? The Bet Betting app. The app that lets you bet on bets. You can bet on that? You bet you can bet on bets, and it's super easy. Just watch this guy. I'm going to bet that over 5 million people will bet on Taylor Swift being at the next Chiefs game. Wow, that is easy. And you can even bet on yourself. Now that doesn't make sense. Of course it does. We know you're such a degenerate, you won't even be able to control yourself either way. Good point. You betcha. Take your gambling problem to the next level with the Bet Betting app. Steve Miller Band and Abracadabra off my Halloween playlist, Bubba Joe. Uh, getting ever closer to the night. Is that of coming ghouls. up soon? Uh, yes, it's coming up in just a couple of days. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Listen, I, I just now thought I'm not prepared to show it to you guys right now, but I want to show you guys a small little snippet of video. I might do it on, uh, on Twitch tomorrow night, maybe. A small new snippet of video of Oliver DJ's Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> it is, is he the, dressing up as the DJ? Uh, no, he's done that before. <laughs> but no, this year, uh, I just, I just have to show it to you. Uh, it is so funny. I don't even want to. I'm not even going to tease it yet. It's just, it's great, and he is so goofy. You guys imagine how goofy he is, and how silly he is, and and just happy he is for a child. And imagine the most goofiest, silliest costume you could imagine. And and that's what he's got. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to, you know what? Maybe maybe we should offer some kind of contest or something to somebody who could actually guess it properly. But maybe not. Maybe this is just one of those that we just kind of let it happen. You guys just kind of think about it. Guess what it could be, and I'll reveal it tomorrow night because it's so good, so good. Bubba Joe, we've got uh, we've got about 15 minutes left. All right, let's uh, let's break in. We've spent a lot of time on a couple of subjects, but there are so many other things. Let's see if I can sit down 
and be quiet while Bubba Joe spends a minute or two each on everything else that he wanted to touch on. Because I know officer sourcing was one. Um, you were critical of the events calendar. I wasn't quite as much. I was not happy with the sourcing, though. We agree on that. Um, Bubba, what else do you have that deserves recognition or discussion regarding uh, the the arc this month and, and what should be uh, discussed and, and what needs to be to, to be corrected or talked about? So I want to I want to spend just a few minutes on each of these. OK, and, and, and I'll let you uh, offer a rebuttal if you'd like. Um, so I'd like to talk about, I'm going to start at the top of my list with the primes. So if somebody's going to ask me, are these primes any good? Cause this question has come up, is the station cracking prime any good? And the answer to that is obviously it's so absurdly overpowered. So if you are the person that likes to crack bases, that prime is absolutely worthwhile for you because it's just absurdly overpowered. If you are the type of player who wants to get your disco, to be able to go reach um, the deepest reaches of space, that prime is for you again, because that prime allows you to reach into the deepest availability of space right now. I want to talk about the disco. Hang on. Let me get all three. I couldn't hold it back. Final question is the reduction of critical damage in the first two rounds of combat. Is that good? The answer to that is yes, it is good. It makes a difference. It makes a noticeable difference. Is it the answer to combat? It sure as heck better not be because it's not. But it is noticeable. It is going to turn the tide of battle. It's going to change battles from being coin flips. All three of those primes are relevant to players if they're like, is this going to be relevant for me because this is something I can engage in? Almost certainly the answer is yes. I don't like any of them from a game design perspective. But if you are the type of person who's like, I'm cracking bases all the time. Is this going to make my cracking easier? Yes. I engage in PvP all the time, and Freeman is a is attacking my shoe. Is this going to make it easier? Yes. So, are the primes good? Yes, but they are such. The fact that they're costing is something that DJ wants. It's like, oh, this should be free. These are not what primes should be. These are not what prime researchers should be, and these are just over the top, blatant money grabs that really upset me because they are disproportionately powerful to the people that aren't going to have access to them. So say your piece on the Disco Prime, DJ. I have been very critical of a lot of these primes that literally prevent balance in the future. However, I have always been okay with primes that are convenience-based items or enhanced reward or speeding up grind. Short says you bought the Disco Prime, didn't you? I haven't. I haven't yet. No, in all fairness, I haven't. Okay, I have not. But I, and that is only because I'm just not spending a a whole lot right now. Something in my eyeball. I'm just I I'm just not motivated to do that right now. Okay. That being said, I'm not offended by this prime. I know we had a whole conversation about it. I know why Bubba Joe is, and I know why a lot of people are, and I'm not discounting that. Where the heck is that prime anyway? I thought it was in the Galaxy Tree, is it not? Oh, no, that one's in Starships, isn't it? Disco is Starship. The other two are yeah, in Yeah, here it is. I haven't done it. I haven't done it. Okay? I haven't done it, but I, I, I'm not morally opposed to this one, just because it is a convenience thing. Okay? So, uh, we'll, we'll, you know. But... 
there are people that like Bubba who would argue that it's not a convenience thing, that it actually is a mechanic for invading space or skipping and and you know not it's not accelerating content. It's a it's replacing. It's it's pay to it, is it skip grind or is it just pay to be somewhere you're not supposed to be? I don't know. I mean that's the debate. So um, that being said, I do fundamentally disagree with Bubba Joe that the Disco Prime should be free to play. However, with caveat, all right, it should be designed to, it should be free, but it should also scale probably over five or six levels, not as a prime, but as a research that is ops locked so that you are unable to get to the regions of space that you're not allowed to be, right? Like, Bubba, if there was any piece of you that is upset that now amalgams and fiches can invade your space or, or cavorts and antaruses can invade your space, would it at least make it better that it would be ops locked? That nobody should be there unless they're entitled to be there. So the only the only conceding that I would do to that is that if you're going to allow something like this to happen, that it should be a reward for completing that content. So, for example, okay. for the second tier of the Disco One, that's a reward for getting to Ops 59 plus. Okay, I could see that in its current form. Again, I don't think it should only be two levels, and I don't think it should jump that much. I think it should be, you know, five levels with every even Ops that gets you another... 20 warp range or something like that, well, that for the disco. We already have that research. I know. And I, and I think this research, this research should have been an expansion of that research that continues to be ops locked and continues to provide additional benefit for where you are currently in the game. Me, I want to be able to use disco to where I can be in G5 space right now. Do I feel it necessary for me to invade your space up there at, at warp 700 or, or, you know, warp, whatever you have, <laughs> whatever level 60 is, I don't feel that I'm entitled to be there. Okay. But I would very much like for my disco not to be sitting in mothballs because it can't get to level 56 space or level 55 space. I would very much like for it to be able to get there and service me where I am currently in the game. You see what I'm saying? That's what I want. So I would have redesigned this prime to not be a prime, but I do think the research should exist. Okay, I'll be quiet now. That's okay. All right, so that's that's all I wanted to say there. I wanted to make sure people were aware that these primes, if, they, if these are things that you engage in, are these primes relevant? And I think the all answer to that for all of them is yes. It's not like they're broken primes. It's not like they added... 100% to damage or like they did a couple three months in a row it's like here's 200% to explore damage all of those were worthless don't spend money on those these are actually good but it's was such an overreaction and good is not the correct term they are effective 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 yeah. they are powerful yes yes yeah, they are not good um, by any stretch of game design all right Baba Joe next topic officers, oh, officers. all okay. right so Ta'ana is going to be, assuming they don't just mothball isolated damage, okay, and come out with something new, assuming that's the case, Ta'ana is going to be useful. 
But I think that the other three, the two that we got last month and the one we got this month, I think we have another case of the pick officers where one of them is useful because of the scenario they exist in and the other two were completely worthless. And I think that's what we got. Really? And my point is, is that... Which one is the good one? Huh? Which one's the good one? It's not a curiosity. The only one that pairs up with Interceptor Strike Team. Because we've talked about the benefit of isolated damage is criticals. Mm -hmm. And getting that additional tier up of damage on top of the critical damage. And that means that the one that's battleship, like, sure, you're adding 10% to your damage for the 75 shots you fire, but it's just 10% of your damage, right? You're not criticaling all that often, if at all. You just have your base critical chance. Same thing for Explorer Strike Team. There's no enhancement to critical more often. It is just when you would randomly critical, you're going to be able to see that benefit. So... Now, does that mean that the officers are terrible? Well, they have some ability in below decks. They have, you know, but I think that as far as being really good bridge officers, we're talking about one of the three being really good and the other two just being something that you can put on the ship. I don't know, man. I think... Go ahead. I think Ransom provides nothing but improvement to the Explorer Strike team. I mean, to replace Pawn... Right uh, in PvP, not necessarily talking about base defense, but in PvP, Pawn did nothing. He literally did nothing. So having oh, not, any no, no. ability no, no. there, no, no, was no, it a Katika? No. Sorry, a Katika. I'm mixing. Them. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm mixing them. I don't fly him. I don't fly him. That's why I don't know. <laughs> Jonathan is like you, dumb guy. I don't know. I don't fly him. All right, he so, didn't say guy. Not pa- yeah, I know. I'm I'm using the PG version of his words. All right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Ikatika. Yes. As as a replacement to Ikatika. Yes. yes. Absolutely. It is a step up. Yeah, that is true. But it's not like. It's not a game changing step up like the one that we get for Interceptor Strike Team. And it's not like it's it, it's. It's not even like you're replacing an officer that literally did nothing yes. with an officer that does a little bit something. of something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. so I think that I, I think that that's that's my frustration is that like yes, they had to pair them with Battleship Strike Team because then they would have had no relevance. If they don't. But it's not as big of an effect as I was thinking or hoping they might be, except for the one that obviously has the built-in critical boost. So, um. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think that um, I, I think that these officers are fine. If you were able to unlock them, you are going to be better off than having not. But I don't think that it's it's just it, it's not as exciting as it once was. And now, again, if they fix PvP and rebalance some of this so that criticals are not the game changer that they currently are, then, yeah, that we might have something here. We might have the start of some toolbox, right? Do you want to go with extra damage or do you want to go with shield bypass or do you want to go with lower critical chance or do like if they can expand upon the toolbox that can now you can have interceptor explorer and battleship strike team and they really be a Swiss army knife of what you're trying to do. Well, that's different, right? But right now this is just kind of, it's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be when we saw what, Freeman could do with all criticals all the time. Yeah. 
Do you believe, and I, and I think you alluded to this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and ask this question because uh, I want to be really clear about this. We maintain that the state of damage output, criticals, hull breach, uh, continue to plague the, the PvP component of this game. But we also claimed that, for example, Dr. Ta'ana in a silo was going to be a very well-designed officer to interact with the other lower deck PvP officers in a silo, like in a completely isolated testing environment. Yes. Do you believe that all of these officers have been decently balanced on their release? As in, is this as chaotic or as destructive to the game as the original strike team was? Uh, well, so, I mean, it's hard to evaluate, right? Because what would the original, like, these are all part of the strike team, right? They are a piece of strike team. And so do they, they change come out it, with strike team, do they, huh? do they change everything enough to the point where like the original time was if you didn't pay for strike team and these were paid, let's not pretend that there was great sourcing on any of these. These were paid guys as well. If you don't invest into the lower decks, PVP officers, do you still have an opportunity in PVP if you took damage output out of the equation? So I think that so let me let me let me reword your question to see if I can get at what you're kind of trying to ask. With the exception of Freeman, if I have strike team today and I did not get these lower decks officers, do I still have a chance or am I pwned in combat? Is that what you're trying to get at? Yep. And I think the answer is you're not pwned. I don't think you're pwned. With the, if you throw Freeman out, okay. I think that with these officers, you have an additional benefit. But so for battleship strike, let's talk about let's talk about each of these individually very quickly. I know you're at, you're hard pressed on time. With battleship strike team, you're either giving up shield bypass or the delay shot, right? Well, the delay shot can be relevant because then you're not getting any isolated damage, right? So I think that it's a tool that battleship strike team could use. Okay. Interceptor strike team, you're either giving up additional critical damage or critical chance or reduction of critical damage to your opponent, right? That's a decision to make, right? Do you want to go all offense? Do you want to go defense and a little offense? Like, I don't think it's just a slam dunk of which one you put on there. I don't think you are left in the cold if you don't have the officer. And for Explorer strike team, as you said, this is just an improvement to what's Explorer strike team. You know, Akataka can be thrown away, never to be seen or heard from again. You put him on there, and it's better. But I don't think you're left in the cold because, again, you're paired up against another different version of strike team. But I don't think you're like, I can't compete because I don't have this officer. Like, I think that Explorer people were already trying to find alternate screws to make their Explorer better. So I don't think you're completely left in the cold, but I think it allows you to the option of, do I want to have a defensive ability and an offensive ability or two offensive abilities, or do I want to have an alternate offensive ability, Right. I think that that is the option that each of these gives you. In addition to, if you're not going to run three ships, you put them below deck and you have this built-in isolated defense effect, right? So I think that you are not left in the cold, but I think you benefit from having them. Do they imbalance Freeman the game? Freeman is the difference. Do they imbalance huh? the game as much as the introduction of the original strike team? Um. Again, I don't know what to say. So 
if this came out, if the original strike team was not there and this came out as an officer package that you could pair up with other officers, I think that we'd be pairing them against with Honor Guard Wharf and then we'd have the same problems we'd be having right now, right? If you're asking me, does this take a step up in terms of battleships, you know, when strike team released, that was a huge step up in terms of PvP combat effectiveness. If you're asking me if we get that same huge step up in PvP combat effectiveness with these three officers specifically, I think the answer is no. Mm, okay. I think that Freeman is, but I don't think these three officers are. Okay. Fair uh, fair point. And some of the chat actually agreeing with you. Bubba Joe, final 60 seconds on anything else that deserves discussion as we get ready to prepare final ratings and, and, uh, and bounce out of here tonight. All right. So my last thing I want to talk about is the story. Um, I mentioned last month that I felt the story was a little bit off. Like it was just silly to be silly, but it didn't really match up with the characters. I felt yeah. this month was a lot closer to the way the characters would act and the things they would say. And I felt that the story of the missions this month was significantly improved a lot closer to the first two months that we got uh, of Lower Deck. So I'm 100% on board with uh, the missions that we got this month. I think that was another place where they knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought missions were pretty good. Uh, on that note, not to get on a, on a tangent at all, because I don't have time to, but Bubba Joe, I might have... Somebody, somebody's I'm sure going to get angry at me for this. I, I might have experienced my first Lower Decks episode that I wasn't crazy about. The cave episode, I don't think I enjoyed that. But am I wrong? Did, did you guys really like that one? Because I didn't like that one. That might be the first Lower Decks episode ever that I was like, yeah, I wasn't feeling that, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. Bubba, did you watch this past Thursday's episode? I am at least a couple of episodes behind. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no spoilers. I, I just, I said this past Thursday's episode was strange to me. Um, it, 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 and maybe that was the trope, Captain Planet. Maybe that was the joke. All right. You know, how that ended up happening. But I, I, it just didn't land with me, really, so to speak. So anyway, we can talk more about that a little bit later. It, it just wasn't it wasn't my favorite one. Um, so uh, there's that. Um, there was something else that I was going to add. Oh, somebody talked about event rewards. OK, guys, I agree. We didn't get a bunch of loot this month, but there was still uh, rewards. Like I, I think this one was deceptive because there were a lot of events that still paid resources and materials. You're right. We didn't get a lot of loot. I think part of that, Bubba Joe, uh, when I was talking to them, I think part of that came down to the Dabo uh, mechanic is is starting to to approach its end of life. It, it needs to be redesigned, uh, you know, with the rewards that are in it and the limits and the and the payouts and all that stuff. What ended up happening last time we had it? If you guys remember, they had to they had to increase the number of redemptions that they had to get several times, right? Like they had to increase, I think it went to 70 one time, then it went to like 75 or 100 that uh, the next time. They had to increase it because everything that they gave was in that. Um, this month, they gave some event store loot where we could go up and kind of pick uh, your, your rewards. But there were a lot of other events. I mean, more than half of the events still paid resources and materials. All right. I don't think this month was really necessarily horrible when it came to event rewards, other than the calendar was light. 
All right. The calendar was light. I, I've agreed with you guys all on that. But the events per if uh, or the rewards per event were not that bad. But there were definitely many, many fewer events that paid that event store loot. But I don't know. Did you end up finishing any one pull? Because oh. I don't think I did. I so that means that we got less than fifty. That means that we got less than fifty pulls, which is not characteristic. But when I was kind of looking at the events that paid that event store currency, it dawned on me. And you guys can go back and look at, you know, at, um, at stfc.space. When we went back and looked at how many of the events actually paid those tokens as compared to normal resources and materials, it really wasn't that many. I wonder, Baba Joe, what the motivation is behind that other than maybe just scaling it back a little bit. <clears throat> so that they didn't run into problems with limits. And, and I'm not exactly sure. I think that just means that the Dabo tables have, have kind of reached the end of life and they need to be redesigned. I don't think it's a bad mechanic at all, but I do think this month that they could have used the Dabo tables 100% exclusively and we would be screaming about the rewards, right? Or we had to do this hybrid model and then it felt like we didn't do very well, but there really weren't a lot of rewards or a lot of events that used the Dabo tokens this month because I didn't even get 50. I didn't. I put 100% of mine into away teams assignment speed ups. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what I did. Um, and I didn't finish that one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm curious, Bubba, what was your reaction to the Dabo tables this month? And, and again, we've only got about one minute, but I wanted to bring that I up. Was, I was not impressed. I just, it did not feel very rewarding for what I would do in an event and then taking a redemption. Like, it's just like, that's all I got. It, yeah. I did not do the math, but it felt like significantly or less than rewards. I feel, I, I will say this. I felt like the rewards per event that used the Dabo tokens was was way off. Like one event would give you one pull. And I don't think that right. is how it was. All right. Now I don't think it was either. Captain Planet says I needed steel. I didn't notice the difference at the end of the month. I still ended up with a boat tone a, a boatload of steel. And that's because a lot of the other events still paid traditional resources and materials. Absolutely. But um yeah, I do feel that the Dabo tokens were utilized far less and Bubba's right. The effort per, like, it used to be that if we did an event, we got two or three pulls of the Dabo tokens. This time it didn't pan out that way, Bubba, which might have been by design to keep our pulls on the lower end. So that they, because remember, last time we got three, four pulls per event, but that's also when they gave 250 pulls. They re remember, we had to raise the max because everybody was done with the entire store, which they did means. not give 250 pulls. They gave like 150 pulls. I finished mine. Another. Did I buy a pack? Buy, I might have yes. bought a pack. Okay. Either way, it definitely had a different structure to it this month, but I believe that I was a little bit more a little bit more forgiving but of it because there were still resources and materials in the other events. But you're right. I feel like it was time, utilized very differently. The difference this time is that there was not a return. Like if you bought the pack that gave you pulls, yes. you did not get a pack's worth of materials. Correct. That math I did do. Yeah, because they raised. So yeah, Aardvark says, and actually this is good. I'm really glad that you remember this. He said previous Dabo events paid out 12,000 in currency and pulls were only 3,000. This time an event paid six and you got six and they even scaled the packs up to that too. So it was not necessarily, uh, 
the most rewarding version of Dabo tokens ever. That being said, if they had kept that Isogen payout, it would have been great. But clearly that was that was a bug as well, uh, depending on how many people were able to get in a, a pull or two of and that. And just real quick, I am not going to knock Scopely on their response to that. Yeah, no. I know. I know. I know. I know some people are. Some people are angry. I'm not. I, I'm actually praising them for their response to that. That they gave everybody pulls. They fixed it quickly. I know. They, they yep. did all right. They did okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time for final ratings because uh, we got to get ready to bounce on out of here. Uh, Stevens, Aaron, and Putz are on the stage. By the way, thank you guys so very, very much to the 535 people that are in our live audience right now. Bubba Joe, it's continued to creep up throughout the day. So thank you guys, no matter what medium that you're watching on, uh, whether it uh, or listening on, whether it's on podcast, Amazon, uh, YouTube music now. Apparently we got podcasts on YouTube music, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere, whether it's on YouTube, Twitch. Thank you guys so very much. I really appreciate you consuming the content of Talking Trek. Bubba Joe, let's wrap it up. Put a pin in October. Stevens Aaron is here. Putz is here. And I would like to get your grades out of chat. Your ratings, rather, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is not We're at all satisfied. very unique ratings these days. I know. 1 is not at all satisfied. 10 is extremely satisfied. And 5 is neither satisfied nor dissatisfied. At you Zuma. cannot punch in, I threw up in your phone. It's not yeah. an allowable option. Otter says, my rating is I threw up. I, I I don't think that one doesn't work. All right. At Suma, giving it a three. Lightning Hawk at a five. SK, SKZ at two. Wildstar at you did, Arian. three. What? Arian what? What did she do? I'm behind on chat now because the chat's coming. She, I, I saw you, Arian. It's fine. Keep going, DJ. Okay. Uh, Dave giving it a four. Great Blue a three. Martin a five. Beam me up a four. Major Samo at a four. Lumi at a seven. Evo at three. Delurch at four. Tarpy at four. Triple Tom at an eight. Sebkino at a three. Enterprise Actual at a five. Keenzer at a one. Admiral Maris at a three. Kelrick at a five. Surtail at a four. Arian <laughs> at a 6.9. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Lady Unaleska at a seven. Ardvark at a five. DJ Gurr at a five. Bumpkus at a six. Enterprise Actual at a five. Captain uh, Elmer at a five. Jellyfish Ninja at a five. Eddie at a five. Saro at a four. Jonathan Ingram at a 2.6. 2.6. Uh, Dr. Juby at an eight. Are you trolling? Or are you just naturally a happy person? Benny Hill at a five. Daddy Dave at a four. Uh, Dark Tree Gaming at a four. Bubba Joe, let's get your final ratings here. All right. So there are obviously things that we've talked about all month long that I did not like. Um, but I said at the beginning of this that I was so overjoyed with the changes they made to Forbidden Technology. Like, beyond overjoyed. Like, this is this is such a positive change to that feature. Now that feature feels like it's something worth engaging in. Um, I think Ta'ana is going to have a use um, when they fix PvP. Um, and I think that uh, I, I, I just, overall, like, there is things to like. But then again, we have the territory thing have you know events being a little lax and not as many rewards so but i feel that overall there was more positive than negative and i feel it was better than last month so i'm gonna give this 
a four and a half. Wow. Okay. It's a little better than I would have expected out of you, Bubba Joe. I cannot emphasize how much changing that uh, success rating on forbidden technology is influencing my outlook because part of the frustration with forbidden technology is I saw there was usefulness. I saw there was something to engage in. I saw it was something that could keep my interest in this game a little bit longer and work towards, but not if I was just throwing all of my resources away every time I tried to engage in it. Yeah. So this is such a positive thing in terms of my interaction with this game. Uh, I cannot inf I cannot emphasize that enough. So you still give the arc below a five, though? So you're still dissatisfied with I the arc? I gave it a pie last month, and I think I gave it a three the month before. This okay. is a high mark for recent months. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm crazy enough. I'm actually not that far off from you. Um, ironically, guys, I am going to give a worse grade than Bubba Joe. I was going to give the arc a four, mainly because uh, there were a couple of good things. I acknowledge and appreciate some of the positive moves that were made but I am still dissatisfied. I am very, very dissatisfied with officer sourcing. I think that was a terrible, terrible, terrible fail. I believe that the extreme aggressive and tone deaf monetization that was existent in this arc is terrible for the future of this game. I believe that every single time you sell one of those things, you are making your jobs 10 thousand percent harder to to create an enjoyable game experience for the rest of us um the aggressive monetization has to stop all right I, you cannot sell game fixes in such aggressive ways especially to problems that you've created or that are in response to your own busted design that and officer sourcing this month are my biggest detractors i feel like uh territory capture could have been great it wasn't it was a dud i am happy with the whip which crazy enough is a paid feature of the month that i was satisfied with um and now i am also uh positive that I can start to see light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the Forbidden Technology Acquisition Path. That being said, everything kind of rounds out, and I'm still not happy. I am not happy with the state of this game. And for that reason, I am dissatisfied. Therefore, cannot be above five Bubba Joe and cannot be even a five because I am not satisfied nor dissatisfied i actually am unhappy with the state of the game therefore i give it a four for me here at this particular time community that's what we got bubba joe final thoughts because we're a little bit late no i don't have time for a hint mainly because i haven't had my meeting yet i haven't written one yet and i've already told you guys about the disastrous things that are coming so that's <laughs> uh listen i already gave you one the the big reset thing okay i told you about the the great reset you remember baba joe i told him i, I do to remember i told that. him about the great reset okay that's it that's all you got all right so uh there you, you remember, go remember in olden times dj the, the, i didn't the, get i didn't get to give my grade all right very quickly because i'm already six minutes late to leave really? Really quickly, they didn't double down. They tripled down on the irrationality. They get three negative ones uh, for that me. That is not a thing. You cannot. No, no, no. no. Hold on. Thank God. This was the second. Since this was the second month of this, I'm going to square root all of my negative ones, and I will get negative I for all of you math nerds. Negative I is my grade. 
Hey, how, how do you answer that on your touch tone keypad? Huh? Huh? Use a scientific calculator. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, thank you, Puds. I appreciate that. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Guys, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Bubba Joe, appreciate you as always. Thank you for being here. Uh, appreciate all of you guys in the audience. Thank you so very, very much for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here live. Thank you guys so very, very much for everything that you do. I'd like to invite you over to our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. That's TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can go and find links to all of our channels, our YouTube, our Twitch, if you're not there already, our merchandise store. Oh, my gosh. Bubba Joe, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you, Bubba Joe. We have launched yeah, third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm. We've launched a brand spanking new merch store now with like three times the number of products and customizable request uh, requestable products. Like if there's something that you don't see in there, so much easier for us to add. Uh, there is a whole new lineup of stuff in there. So if there's something old that you would want, like a blanket or a hoodie or something like that, you can check that out. But there's a ton of new Vic says DJ's leggings incoming. They're already there. Yes, there's leggings and pajama pants and pillows and lunch boxes and mugs. Yes, there may or may not. There's not. A, it's not a real Scopely mug. All right, we made a knockoff version. <laughs> does the sticker stay on after you wash it? I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it automatically better. I was going to say, is it, is it a knockoff when it's better than? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know how that works. How's that math work? <laughs> All right, so that's in there. You guys be sure to go check it out. We've got brand new Talking Trek merchandise on our brand new Shopify platform. Guys, thank you so very much. My name is Ultimate DJs and am out of time, but would like to thank everyone for participating in our gold Patreon program as well. $5 a month turns your name gold. $10 would get your names red at the end of most normal shows. But I am running very, very late right now, so I want to thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my furry heart. Thank you for the contribution and the support that you have given to our show over time. My name is Oliver. I was reading Oliver's post there. Thank you. That's not Oliver's face. My name is Ultimate DJs saying thank you so very much. I'm your friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now. Love you, man. To catch you on the next one, everybody. Appreciate you. Meow. Bye.